We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. Guys who are from the desert. <laughs> I mean, these guys are really like good musicians or something. I bet they're not. <laughs> it's an impoverished place, Samantha. Not, what, what, what are they going to show me that I didn't learn it? What are they going to show me that I didn't learn at business school? What are they going to show me that I didn't learn at business school? How you doing there? Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. This is this is it. <laughs> I still to this day, episode seventy, struggle with the verbiage of welcoming you to something that is an audio product. Hey, uh, uh, my name's Johnny Pemberton. This is Twisting the Wind. This is the place where that thing that you heard about happens uh, pretty regularly. It's pretty much a, a, a regular meltdown effect here. Uh, we're getting some volume frequency changes. Not, actually, you know, it's not the frequency of the volume. It's just the changing of the volume, which could be gain. It could be uh, post 
post gain. It could be post nasal drip. It could be a candle without a tip. It could be a shamble without a rip. It could be a castle without a dip. That's no moat, no hoat, no goat. Uh, don't jump it unless you can uh, flip it and float float it because you're a house flipper. You're a big fat cock smacking dipper. But if you double up, you can uh, ring around dip town and hit me with a fucking frown brown. Uh, is it a brown? I don't want to do oh, boo, brown frown. Welcome to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. I am Johnny Pemberton. I'm really close to the mic right now. As you can tell, That's I can go farther away. How's that? Is that better further away? Is that? It's even further now. I see it just can't help but manipulate the distance. <laughs> That's what that's what they, that's what they were going to call NASA uh, distance manip- distance manipulators, but they decided to go with NASA because it's a better acronym. NASA National Aeronautics and Spaces uh, Anger. Na- no, it's na- it's uh, never ask somebody anything. <laughs> if you see something, say something. If you say something, see something. That's the thing. If you see something, if you say something, you better have seen something. That's what that sign should also say. Um, if you saw something, if you say something, you better have seen something. Don't just call us up to say something. What are you, the host of Twisting the Wind, using the telephone system? Are you abusing the telephone system here? Um, how dare you abuse our national defense telephone system grid? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you think you can abuse the National Defense Telephone System grid for your podcast purposes? How dare you think you can date my daughter? How dare How dare you think you can come into this house? With an axe handle and to come on here and say, God damn it, I'm dating that daughter. How dare you step into my house? Let me tell you a little something about my house. When you're in my house, it's something called daddy's when you're when you're when you're in my house, it's something called daddy's rules, okay? When you come into this house, daddy's the one who rules the house. So if my daddy says brush your teeth right now, you're going to brush your mother's teeth. Mama needs help to have her teeth brushed. I'm not going to say motherfucker, even though I just did say motherfucker, but I said it in the context of saying it, not actually saying it. I just said it. It's like, you know, when you use it outside of context, it doesn't count because it's not the same thing. I'm not using it in the context of I want to fucking mother. I'm talking about just don't say that word, motherfucker. You can say whatever bad words you want around school kids as long as you use it in the context of telling them not to do it. You can do whatever you want as long as it's an example as long as it's a thing that shows not to do that thing which some would say that that is doing the thing itself just because you're using it as an example but those people haven't railed john can't 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 what's that guy with the circle on his face who does the philosophy i can't remember i think he's from france <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Now you get it. You get me. Thank you for being here and twisting the wind. Uh, a lot of exciting future possibilities coming up. There's a lot of big number money crunchers uh, who are about to step into the podcast, into the AKA Executive Buffet, AKA Hands on the Branch, AKA the um, the Distance. Oh, what did I even say? 
What did I even just say? Something about distance freaks or distance modulators? Um, man, distance managing? I don't know. It could have been a new fourth part harmony. for the, It could have squared off the name. Because we've got Twister in the Wind, we've got Executive Buffet, we've got Hands in the Branch. It could have been the fourth, the fourth thing that we, we call this podcast. And I say we because I mean it. It is a we here. Because if I... Well, it sort of isn't. I mean, it is and it isn't, right? It's both. It's a duality. But I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of duality because that's one of those things where it's, uh, it's, it's. Are you are you either in or are you out, Clarence? Tell me. Are you have you done one or have you gone? Have you? It is all. It is. It is the truth. It is either one or it is zero. All things are bivalent. That is to say, that the door is either open or closed. Is that there's it's both it's both a product that's just existing right now for me, and and it is absolutely because that's where this sound is happening, and it's also both it's a community product it's a thing that you get what you put into it you know what I mean do you do you come to this table do you come to this audio table oh that's a good one the audio table now nah, I use the audio too much do you come to this audio table with Joy, interest, expectations of mirth, um, or do you come being like, okay, okay, sh- okay, guy, what do you got? Show me your best. What do you got? Show me your best trick. Okay. Oh, oh, you're a comedian, huh? How about you do make me laugh? How about you do make me laugh? Huh? Oh, oh, looks like we got comedian here. Okay, okay, comedian. I like comedy. I like comedy. Why don't you do make me laugh? And then I'll see about giving you a minuscule donation. It's that. It's what do you bring? <laughs> what do you bring? What do you take? What do you make? What do you bake? What do you fake? How f- from whence your thirst do you slake? So all those things being said, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this community of listening, of uh, of cerebral, harmonic audio blasts forth. And uh, please rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I'm sure you have. Uh, and please donate. In the form of, you can use a secure PayPal network. That's what the, before those fucking imperialist bastards shut it down. That's how you could donate to things like uh, Wikileaks. I don't want to even mention that now. It's tainted. Um, It's not tainted. It's just sort of has been, isn't it? It's more has been than anything. But it's has been, I guess, because uh, the administration did their job. They fucking made it has been. They made it, oh, we're not talking about this, uh, folks. We're not just, we're going to let it be. This is, he's is a rebel rouser. He's a rascal. He's a ne'er-do-well. He's a fuddy-duddy. Okay, let him be. Um, that. So you can do all those things. Donate through PayPal. Also, shop on Amazon. We have an Amazon portal for Feral Audio. You can shop on Amazon and just benefit Feral in general, or you can you can be do the right thing and click on the Twisting the Wind Twisting the Wind page on inside of Feral Audio and shop. Also coming soon. It's going to be pretty exciting. There's going to be a new uh, a new. I don't want to say widget. What the fuck? A widget is that thing that's inside of the the bottle of Guinness that makes it carbonated so you can enjoy it and not from tap. That's a widget. I hate like these. Well, what is it? Well, we got a widget here, and we got an application widget on your fucking in your dial up box smash. 
this is a this is going to be a whole web page that's going to um, describe and have links to all of the music you've ever heard on Twisting the Wind. People hit me up on Twitter all the time, which is great, asking questions about music, and uh, I can't always answer those. And so this will be a thing. This will be like the. This will be the. You know what it's going to be? It's a repository. So it'll provide uh, links with which to purchase those because obviously you want to listen to those in full quality, not some fucking winnowed down mono broadcast quality. Because when I fucking make this podcast, it's a gig and a half of audio data that has to get compressed and made into and shunted into mono. Uh, so it has to do all the stuff that when when I play music on the podcast, so I'm like, hey, this is the best band ever. This is the greatest. This is and this is their greatest song ever. You're hearing it, and you're like, oh, that's really good. But you're hearing it in such. You really are hearing it in a, uh, a very small, not small. It's just you're not hearing the full thing. You're really not. So you owe it to yourself if you like it even the slightest bit to buy it and listen to it on your hi-fi or on your on your your car that your friend uh, Benny hooked up with with badass dually subs in the back and those super cool speakers that have a speaker on the speaker you know so do, you owe it yourself for that so that 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 uh that repository interactive mach- it's not interactive i mean you can inter- you can interact with it but it's not going to be like oh hey oh hey jeff welcome back welcome to episode 26 musical suggestions for twisting the wind it won't do that but it will be there for you when you need it at late at night when um when nothing else is so that's coming and that was built by two two uh fine gentlemen who i will name drop when when this thing actually drops who actually got to meet in toronto like how the fuck does that happen just sort of happenstance happen forth shappen a sheep and a sheep and dance a sheep and dance is worth uh six in a bush so that's what happened there it was really great bam bam Ow! Ow! I had to do that. I had to do that little house music song there. You know about house music? You guys heard about this stuff? It came from Chicago. It's really cool. It's funky. It's good times. It's fun to dance to. If you don't like a little bit of house music in your life, sometimes you just probably don't have a soul. No, no, that's not, no, that's such an easy thing to say. You don't have a soul. You don't have a soul if you don't like Daryl Waltrip. You don't have a soul. I don't know what it is. I think maybe um, it's not you don't have a soul. You just maybe are devoid of joy. <laughs> devoid of joy. Devoid of joy. Devoid of joy. That's a pretty good spinnerism. Uh, send your spoonerisms to 866-251-Blastmere Street. That's 866-251-Blastmere Street. That's B-L-A-S-T-M-E-I-R-E-R-E. Street as an S-T-R-E-E-T. And that is uh, Falschwicken, New Jersey. That's F-A-L-S-H-C-I-N-W-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I-
judges. If you're a person, you can judge whatever you want. Call it sexy, call it dumb, call it stupid, call it fun. Come on down is all I got to say about that. Jeez, I sure got sidetracked. <laughs> I need to make another one of those fake rodeo, rodeo, fake rodeo. Who's done a fake rodeo? Good luck with that. How, how you gonna get a? How you gonna get a uh, a horse to pretend it's not doing what it does naturally? <laughs> Good luck there. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, we do an ant circus, and the kids just love it. Okay, so seriously now, I'm going to be... <laughs> seriously now, this is like a fucking rhizome. Uh, speaking of rhizome, that is a form of root that goes laterally. It sends off a... In botany and dendrology, a rhizome is a modified subterranean stem of a plant that is usually found underground, often sending out uh, roots and shoots from its nodes. You know what I'm saying? Rhizomes are also called creeping rootstocks or rootstocks. They develop like an axillary buds and are, uh, you know, they're basically diageotropic or grow perpendicular to the force of gravity. Does that make sense? They do. They grow laterally. See, like I said, they fucking grow that shit. So that brings me to my complaint of the day. Uh, ding-a-ling. Ding! Kombuja- uh. It's time. It's time. It's time for Johnny Pemberton's complaint of the day. Okay. So I live in a place and I have a landlord, and the landlord has decided to manually remove approximately 30 tons, maybe 40 tons of topsoil from the yard to make it has it so it has no more grass so it doesn't have to be watered by a gardener because we live in southern california and their water is at a is at a, is at a serious premium we are in a fucking badass drought like if drought was a dude it'd be like oh that guy is fucking badass he has an actual he has a face tattoo that actually looks good and he's a professional dancer that's what the drought is if the drought was a person if it was personified aka personified not a person but this fucking drought man it's it's wicked and so the landlord is being being smart and being like, yeah, let's let's get this grass out of here. But here's the thing. We don't even fucking have grass there anymore. <laughs> there was grass, like the good kind of grass that people like maybe seven years ago before I moved there. Uh, there's like a little patch that's been... Uh, what I'm trying to say is, is there's this shit called Bermuda grass. Bermuda grass is an incredibly invasive weed species that grows rhizomally. And it can fucking take over anything. It can fucking blast through. It is like a goddamn witch weed. It is the devil's... It is the devil's toenail dick. Because the devil clearly has a dick with a toenail. Because wouldn't that be terrible and great? Like, it's great for him, but it's terrible for who he's fucking. So he's the devil. So the devil's toenail is like that. And... So that's the case. This fucking shit invaded the lawn. The, the lawn is not grass. It's Bermuda grass, which shouldn't even have the word grass in it. it should, to be called Bermuda grass is just unfair to Bermuda. I think I've said that before on this podcast, but either way, so the landlord is ripping up all this stuff to make it a more uh, water-friendly environment, which is great. But the thing is, he's doing it 
with two people. He's like manually doing it John Henry style, like trying to re-invoke that old folktale lore about the guy who beat the steam engine, but then he died trying to do it. He's got two guys busting their fucking ass in the heat, manually removing this topsoil when you could just rent a bobcat, rent one of those little, those little mover dudes, those little... You know that thing, a little bobcat? You rent that thing, and you take it up in four hours. It's done. Instead, three weeks now, still going, and that's only the front area. It, our house, our home is under siege. There's never not somebody right outside fucking picking and clanking. Ugh. Oh my God, it's just so frustrating. You know, it's frustrating when you see someone doing something and you'd be like, you can just see how clear the solution would be otherwise. Like, oh, you really are doing that in the most difficult way possible and for no reason other than, then I don't know, then maybe you thought you'd save uh, a $100. Convenience, man. Convenience. <laughs> that was Johnny Pemberton, host of Twisting the Wind's Complaint of the Day. Thank you for listening. There you go. That was that's all. Yeah, that's all I have there. Uh, this is a, an exceptional episode of the Twisting the Wind of the Twisting the Wind podcast. This is a true executive buffet. These guests are. I mean, they're just great. It's hard to really say here. This is one of those conversations where. Uh, it got, it just went on forever because I was unaware of time because we were having such a good, just so much was being uncovered, much like the fucking dirt in my yard. It's not my yard though. That's the problem. So uh, this, you're just going to love it. I want you to just dip in deep and really, really get those, get those, um, get those babies ready. And get him, get him hooked on something that's going to be good for him in the future. You don't have to push Vivaldi. You don't have to push Brahms. You don't have to push Bach. You don't have to push Beethoven. You don't have to push Mozart. You can just get him onto this podcast. Put the headphones on Mama's belly and let Mama drink the milk as she listens to the podcast with the baby in the belly. You have yeah. now arrived. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to uh, Twisting the Wind. I'm Dan Keith. Thank Keith you. and the girl. Yeah. Right. Uh, so glad you're here. So how long are you in town for? for in, We're in leaving tonight. Angels? Yeah, pretty much we have to navigate to the, I think, oh, yeah. the this airport after this. Yeah. We you did do? the LA Podfest and All right. then uh, and we wanted to see some people we love nice. before and after while there's time and here we are. So you're both native New Yorkers? Yes. Well, no. No. We've Neither lived one there, of us. Right. We lived there so long, I forget what native means. Right. Uh, you've well, been there. Yes, yeah, I consider native New Yorker someone who's like 
from there. You're not from, you're Israeli, right? I was born in Israel and right, raised okay. in Queens, you know. In Queens, okay. <laughs> so that makes you a native New Yorker more so than me, I feel like. For, for New Yorkers, yeah. it's extremely native because a lot of people move here as adults to right. pursue something. And so I don't have that. You were four. I was four, yeah. So I don't have the experience okay. of I want to move to New York. I have to do it myself, which right. I think is such a different experience than Keith who had this goal and it was, you know, where do I get the money from and then go. Right. Wait, so you moved there from? So I moved there from uh, close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but uh, definitely the country. And I've uh, been here, I've been in New York almost 20 years. So how did you two first start off uh, together? I mean, I know that you you were together as a couple like a long right. time ago. Yeah. And um, I mean, I know a little bit about your backstory, but I think people who are listening would like to know. Well, we, we were both going to this open mic at a place called Surf Reality on the Lower East Side. Okay. And it was... Um, Slightly after the Lower East Side was very, very crackheady, and the surf reality started over a brothel and okay. I think a crack, had, crack house as well. So it's like 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah, maybe just a, a little bit more than 15 years. Yeah, about that time, yeah. I think. No, yeah. actually, about 20 years. I think I started going 20 years ago. It was definitely a different place. There was no, there's no like yeah. $19 cosmopolitan no. special yeah, drinks for people. Now you brought your own. <laughs> You brought your own yeah. everything, and it was $3 at the door for six minutes of doing anything, and Angels. literally anything. Yeah, so that was that was the open mic on Sunday night. So Surf Reality was a theater space, but... Let's mm. give an anything per instance. Okay, so one time we saw La Roca, and she, um, she wanted to paint for us, and mm. she took off her pants, and she put two fingers in her pussy, oh, cool. and then drew a dick for us. Nice. Yeah. How avant-garde, the yeah. opposite. It's actually avant-garde. I think yeah. this other time she came and she taught us what double entendres mean. And she took time to like go to some sort of Rite Aid store, get Oak Tag to, you know, do the whole thing. Right. And I just thought, oh, this is so interesting. And later, you know, because I never assume, I, I always forget this one aspect. Later I found out she was, was on heroin. Okay. <laughs> it made so much more sense. I mean, it was still something... You had to go in there with an open mind, like anything could be entertainment here. So it was just like, okay, this is something. And then later, I'm just like, I just went on a trip with her. That's what I did. But yeah. isn't it funny? Like she did something. I don't know. I get. I mean, I don't know how English class would be good for entertainment, but it was something more normal. That's when she was on heroin. Now when she oh, was right. well, she might have been on heroin for both. She went uh, to rehab later. Who was it? There was a woman that wanted to act like a chicken and lay an egg. And she put an egg in her pussy, part of my French, and uh, and then tried to lay it, but she didn't think, oh, it has to be hard boiled, and it yeah. cracked inside or dripped inside, dripped out. <laughs> Came back the next week, this time hard boiled. This is after she had to be taken to the hospital. Of course, oh, there's of blood egg, and egg yolk, yeah, egg yeah. accidents. So this is like a place that's a, a space that's really open for anything. Yes. Yeah, but it's That's a space cool. where a lot of the comedians that we know now started or were really? going like to Mark Marin, really? um, Brody Stevens we met there. Jeffrey Ross. Jeff Ross I met there, yeah. What about uh, Rick Shapiro? Yeah. Oh, Big yeah, time absolutely. There. I, Him I, and his brother, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know Rob. Rick from a couple years back and I remember, I think I saw him one time, I got to see him one time perform in New York and it was a thing because he's just such a bombastic personality yeah. oh, that yeah. only a few places can contain him in a sense where... 
Yeah. Yeah. No one can kind of space. No one contained him or anyone else there. The only things that you weren't allowed to do was heckle the audience, like uh, you know, uh, point someone out. Oh, you mean from the stage? Yeah, from the stage. That's such an interesting rule. You it's always the other way around, but yeah, and the other way around. That's true. Yeah, except the other way around isn't really enforced. Not right. as much, well, not late night. See, it, it started at 8 o'clock. No, no, no. I mean, in regular clubs. Right. Well, yeah, it's not you, at all, you actually. Can, you're not supposed it's to not heckle, but, it's, but not at all. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, but but you're saying that the comics or the people performing aren't supposed to be, yeah. be individually mean to person in the yeah, audience. You, yeah, you can't point anyone out because the idea was that even, like, not only the performers were in a safe space to work out the material and but figure the, things out, but also the audience needed to feel welcome as right. well. And the third rule was don't set fire to the space <laughs> okay that's, <laughs> that that's had to be made yeah. that's so funny it's like you think it'd be it's one of those rules it's just sort of implicit um, uh, not after yeah, the fire no. I think you know didn't it tear down collective unconscious or something okay. but yeah it was a rule and um, I guess the the one that was just known and not right. set on stage every week was um, you can't smoke tobacco in there okay. but you were able to smoke anything else so a lot oh. of times there were just joints being passed by yeah. and yeah and um, probably, at best, let's say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that was what you could smell the most, which yeah. is kind of nice. So I would start doing stand up there, and then that's where uh, me and Hinda met. Yeah. Cool. And then from there, it was sort of a thing where you were together for how long before you kind of, uh, for the podca- podcast sparked? Um, we, I think it was a year, a year and a half into our relationship, we mm-hmm. started the, the show, but it was about four, year, four or so years into the relationship where we broke up. And okay. continue to do the podcast for another five or so yeah. years. Was there like a Wait, point? we broke... Oh, fuck. What? <laughs> uh, Did you not get my email? Did <laughs> you not read it? I knew you weren't reading my emails. Wow. Were you, um, was there a point when you found that the podcast really sort of became something different or bigger? Like when it really transcended what it had, what it had been when you first started it? Yeah, I think there's there there there's not like one major major point. There's right. you know moments that we remember, like the first time somebody got a tattoo of our okay. logo. Um, That's a pretty significant thing. Yeah, very significant. Yeah. <laughs> it's very significant. We just had one the other day. We're at about a hundred forty. Wow. Uh, tattoos and each one still is like it's the first one. We're like, yeah. ah, shit, that's crazy. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> So yeah, so so you, but was there anything sort of like going on with either of you at the time or something where, because your podcast, I mean, it's it's almost not even a podcast because it's so it's so popular and so big and so, so listened to by so many different people. It's like this almost like a phenomenon. I mean, in fact, you have people getting tattoos of it. Right. It's like a phenomenon. It's a thing that people because you do it five days a week. Yeah. So it's a thing that people um because it's like it's like radio because radio is radio is great, but it's. So obviously there's failings of radio, which is why podcasting was right. created. So it seems to me like, like Keith and the girls, like a thing that, that sort of uh, transcends both of those mediums to create something that's kind of. Uh, I feel it's it's very personal. I think that's yeah. a, that's a selling point. Um, even satellite radio, which I listen to, uh, you, you, it's not total freedom. You can't say whatever you want. Right. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's why, I don't know if this is what you're saying, but I, th- I think this is why uh, people gravitate to it. Like, right. y- you give it uh, two, three shows, you get our groove, and if it's for you, I think you're going to like it because, I don't know, not to have a big head, I think you consider us friends, because I know, I know that's how I consider the audience. Uh, this The interaction we do, whether it's phone calls, chat, uh, mm-hmm. forums, instant feedback, um, it's very personal. Yeah, so it's a thing. So is there a th- point when you sort of started to feel that happening? When I started to feel like it was... Um, yeah. 
Because obviously you, you did it from a place, you started doing it from a place that was pretty simple and innocent and really, yeah. you weren't like Those trying like, games. oh, we're going to make right. a big podcast, yeah. right? It right. couldn't have been I knew, I knew when we yeah. did it, we were going to take it very serious. And at the same time, we didn't know where it can go. What we were you going to say? What's I think the, podcasting is, is usually uh, one of the supplements of somebody's career. Right. And, and that's what we thought it was going to be. Sort of like, here's a different way that you can hear us or get to know about right. us or, mm-hmm. you know, learn about what we do artistically. And then it turned into the biggest aspect of our career and, mm-hmm. and we embraced it because it was so much fun. It was a lot of work and it still is. And it's funny because, it, you know, we have, you know, people working with us now and it's still the same amount of work. So it just right. grows. Yeah. It's insane. It grows with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you started, it was, uh, I guess that's still, I'm trying to figure out. Is, when is did, there, did you know, is there a, moment is there a felt, time when oh, you went, yeah. oh, whoa, this is. Yeah. When I, when we had to quit the job, when we had to okay. quit the J-O-B, we had to, we had to, because. To keep this going. We had so that's to. a great thing to say as opposed yeah. to, yeah. I can quit my job, but you had to quit We had job. to. Well, it's, but it's, but at the same time, yeah. it's so you're, you're leaving your regular paycheck. Right. Um, and you're starting something new that has no traction, yeah. has mm-hmm. no traction at the time. Uh, you're you're taking a you're taking a you're taking a big risk. It was very right. scary. We were very very scared because it's it's not like we're qualified for anything. Do you know what okay. I mean? It's we were pursuing already ridiculous career stand up. I was pursuing singing, and so we are giving up a job that would actually pay us money to pursue some other fakakta cockamamie right. idea that we think oh. is going to take us to this next thing. But if we didn't do that, we would have to, we had to shut down one or the other. Right. And you have to. Why would we shut down the thing that? is is more from the heart were you working like at some normal day jobs when that happened <laughs> no, we, were, we worked <laughs> as uh kids entertainers whether really? it was yeah, together magic face yeah magic she got me into it magic face painting <laughs> big head costumes i got all my friends into it at, that sounds cool yeah i had already been doing it for like 10 years and so anytime a friend of mine needed a job or a little bit of money mm-hmm. i would just say you know here let me teach you a couple balloons and some face painting i'll do most of the work and let's just go make money together. We'll just hang out. And um, it was it was so much fun. I love working with kids. Yeah. And it was just this weird schedule that you can make for yourself. And even that we couldn't sustain. Even though we could say no to some jobs and yes right. to others, it just became too much. And then you did it. So what year was that, you think? 2005. Oh, uh, that we quit our jobs. Yeah, yeah. so... Maybe 2006. Six, probably 2006. Yeah, and probably. Yeah, and... You, you would think we would remember the date because I remember having the conversation and being yeah, frightened yeah. to death. This is your anniversary you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not good with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I remember, I remember being in our first studio, which was the room in the house we were living in, and uh, the table was... So one small table that we shared us across us we it couldn't even be across from each other because it was against the wall there wasn't enough room <laughs> it was like yeah. i was sitting at the corner of a table and he was sitting at the right. other side of it got it yeah. the guests were handheld mics but because <laughs> there would be no room for a stand <laughs> we'd have to pass it to him then there are two guests so sure they had to share the mic and we're talking about some sort of things that i have not uh really graduated from completely yet so <laughs> But you know, it was us. Yeah, but you have an option. Like here, yeah. the table's big enough this for table. two more, two, three more stands. Right, you could. We didn't have the option. Got it. But with with the podcast taking up one of the bedrooms, we also couldn't get a roommate to to subsidize the cost. So everything was costing us money yeah. doing this free thing, but yeah. it was working and very scary. And that uh, you know, the the scary ends, which is why I think you know, if someone is thinking do something or not do something. 
you're going to be scared all your life if you're not doing it. Right. And sometimes the things that are the, uh, when you take a risk, when you do something that you're scared of, it's this weird thing where, uh, I'm so bad at explaining this, but someone explained it to me who's very well read and smart about how that that's an element, uh, when you incorporate an element of chance into something, sometimes that can enliven it to a, like a whole other degree because you're taking a chance. Because a lot of times people, are um, super like locked down with what the, everything they do. Like I have to plan everything, I have to be in control of everything. And if you uh, if you feel that way with everything, you tend to uh, things don't work out for you as well because you're it's trying stagnant. too hard. Yeah. 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 So and when so you, when you take the leap, you're forced to learn on the way. Right. When you don't take the leap, you don't actually have to learn anything. But when you don't learn anything as you're growing up or older or mm-hmm. whatever. What's the point? There actually isn't a point to life. Yeah, I guess Except not. for living it. Right. So you're actually not doing the whole point. Right, yeah. You have to take that, take yeah. a risk for it. And and uh, if you don't, then you're just sort of... You're just in your same little world that you can can, can micromanage and nothing will change really because you're just kind of locked into it. Yeah. yeah. You're very spiritual, right? I don't know. I mean, to some extent. I, I, I've been meditating now for like about a year and I kind of like dabble with different stuff, uh, different like... Different Eastern right. ideas and stuff, but I'm I'm not really, yeah, but I'm not I, super I was spiritual. But I was curious, like, yeah. uh, is the are you looking for your reason in the, uh, oh. being here? Like, oh, does it get that deep? As, like, no, I just gave life? it to him. What are you right, talking right, right. about? <laughs> I don't does know. I mean, I, I do think about that stuff a lot. I think a lot, mainly about uh, about like the idea of nature and just the and, and uh, how that fits into the uh the cosmos in a sense right. like because if you think about it you, there's there's lots of um reductive logic that people have about life and if where things are com- things things are compared that are very close together and if you just if you step back uh, you know a hundred thousand miles or however right. whatever it is you want to when you look at something it just changes the nature of uh completely of how things are viewed i guess so you. Is yeah. it okay if I check my phone to tell me where 100,000 miles away yeah, is? Yeah, I'm not so. sure. I just pulled that out. I guess that's... I don't even know where that is. That's probably nowhere. It's probably like in the middle of like the worst part of the galaxy. What if you really... Miles away. You yeah. really go there. It's like, yeah. holy shit, I get it. Yeah, it's it's the, the Pulp Fiction briefcase. The literalist guy who just takes everything. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, they said to, to try to put the camel through the eye of this needle here. And I just... You know, just through. Yeah, they got, like the real earnest literalist. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm just trying it out. I'm just going to try Jesus it out. This was right. It really is hard to get that in there. It's difficult. Oh, that was a translation error? Well, shit, I should have known that before I got on this airplane here. Yeah. Anyway, there's five dead camels. Yeah. I fucked up. <laughs> they, they're, they're blind. They're just, right. yeah, they're not right. dead. They just can't right, right. see But you all. know what? At the end of today, I feel more spiritual. And isn't that what we're here for? Oh, exactly. <laughs> when you go to sleep. That's something you explore on your podcast at all? Um, um not re- I, well, there's, I mean, to there's, some extent, right? I, over I nine years and two thousand shows, there's nothing we haven't. Two thousand uh, shows. Kend is definitely <laughs> more spiritual than I am. Yeah, he call, when we we talk about spirituality, when you hear Keith calling me a hippie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you have to have that dichotomy. That's what makes it what makes it work, right? right? But also, the, you know, who who is it that's making hippies such a bad word now? I mean, I mean it as you, a bad word. Yeah, but. Right, like a hippie doesn't. A hippie is like a nice thing, right? And that's how I mean it when no, I go, when no I try one, to figure somebody else. They, no one ever meant it as a nice. Weren't thing. they at the time Woodstock? Weren't they? Yes, I'm a hippie. When, I believe they were called fucking hippies at the time. What did? No, I mean yes. They, hippies was never a positive word. I'm I don't think sure. so. I don't even think I. I, I never think knew it, that. I didn't know that. I think in retrospect, people who were hippies called themselves like, "Oh, I was a hippie." But I think at the time they were activists and. Um, yeah, hippie is a little bit. Der- I guess it is kind of. I, I'm. I think I'm with you on that. It's probably mm. was never really uh, 
But what do you say, though? Word. They, Cause, the, cause the way people think about hippies is that I got they're... got label people. What do I use? They're dirty. <laughs> they're <laughs> activists. Activists. Uh, spiritual activists. activists. These activists? God <laughs> dosh darn it. Such long hair, these activists. <laughs> right, right. Hmm, they're activating their hair. <laughs> <laughs> Such dirty fingernails for activists. Ironic lovers. <laughs> well, it's like the, it's, the, it's the new hipster thing. It's the same thing where it's right. this word that... It's too big to encompass what usually what the specific meaning people have around it. But so, it makes sense, you know. It makes sense, yeah. Do you want to go to a metal bar or a hipster bar? Yeah, yeah, but um, like uh, you know, yeah. what does metal bar mean? I think but bars I is know the best place. It makes sense, yeah. Right. Bars, <laughs> it does because right. you get it right away, especially right. in, especially in New York because that's like the the hips. That's what the the hole in the ground is, where the hipster yeah. spawning point is. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a different one. They come down from space here, or they come out of the hills. They don't really. Right. But in New York, you have like a hole that they just yeah. shoot out of, and yeah. they they end up in these bars. With that a, hole with is called their mother's wallpaper. vagina. It's it's a, <laughs> yeah. right. and it comes with a trust fund. It's a government thing that we we try to you know pe- keep people in their areas, and so we put expensive cheap. Expensive bear and uh, cheap, you know, Paps Blue Ribbon, and right. they'll go to that like a mouse trap, and then we can <laughs> we can name our areas appropriately. Like what's some of the, I don't I know so little about New York. I mean, I've been a bunch of times. It was one of the cities where. What's the longest you've been? How long? Uh, probably like a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like New you Yorker. could learn a lot from the city in a week, <laughs> yeah. especially because were you walking around or were you getting picked up? Just walking around. Pizza. Bagels, hot hey, you dogs. Know, oh, yeah, you know all this stuff. Halal, street that, card. You're only missing one more. Yeah, if you uh, grow a mustache, Yankees. you're a Yankees are New York. <laughs> there you go. Welcome. I give you the uh, pass. Street car, uh, rice. No street uh, car. No, Peking you're, duck. No. You're thinking San Francisco. Peking duck, maybe. Oh. Maybe. Sure. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chinatown. That's what we're named for, yeah. Right. That's about it. That's New York. I've said everything there is to know about New York. Yeah, I don't, there's no reason to come back at yeah, this just, point. It's a giant stereotype. Everything about it is, it's been learned and everyone's the same who lives there, right? Do you miss it? I didn't invent the town. I won't be offended. Oh, do you I miss, miss New York? Yeah. That um, whole I like it. No, I feel like I don't go there nearly enough. It's yeah. one of those places where um, I forget, like, oh, yeah, there. Right. All what do you go people. there for? Acting or stand up so or what? Probably usually stand up, yeah. Okay. Um, I wish I did more, though, because there's so many great shows there. So many yeah. great. It's a, it's such a different place in terms of stand up that uh, like makes L A seem ridiculous because what is it? all these what what is different? Well, there's just more venues. Okay. There's more places that have stand up. It's just more friendly toward in general. I think. I see. I feel like at least at least from my perspective, um, that's it's a little the, skewed though. That's what the New York stand up say. Like they they get a lot of practice in New York because they can go to three to five shows open mics, yeah, right. mm-hmm. and and shows once they graduate right. into that. When you go to LA, it's a lot more booked stuff and a lot fewer booked things. And yeah. so you sort of establish that here and maybe come and try at writing right. and also right. be in front of the camera and things right. like that. So you have to supplement some stuff. Which is why I was always felt weird about starting doing comedy in Los Angeles. It's just like a weird, it's like learning to swim in the ocean. But then. <laughs> but why not? Because that's yeah. what you got to do. Like I started doing yeah. it at uh, Surf Reality and you had all right. these, you know, you had wackos, you had, you had everything. I mean, you'd, you'd have half homeless people there. You paid, like I said, $3, so there yeah. I am, air conditioners, <laughs> air conditioned for five hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they would tell the audience, don't heckle, but then if you're not good, you get the silent treatment. Yeah, which is, it can be bad. It's, it, so you, you can figure out, almost more if you ask me, um, if you were any good or not. And I right. think it helped out your game. They, you know, I feel, I feel kind of like you said about LA, like I'm performing in front of animals and I have to, 
<laughs> and, and and animals and uh, people that appreciate real art, but I there were as opposed to a regular comedy show with bringers even that are on your side or this mm. kind. Does that make sense? Yeah, because- they hated me at first. Hated me. Yeah. Uh, just just uh, really? just by not stand up. Just by like, it, okay, this is supposed to be a uh, crowd of artists. The so they're square. Gonna, so they're going to support you. Mm. Uh, they do not. And I wasn't getting, given the time of day. Then, if I may brag, I'm, I do start doing stand-up, and I'm funny, and then they can't be my friend fast enough. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, you fake fox that are supposed to be like, what do we call them now? Ironic people? Uh, hippies. and Hipsters. Hipsters, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you had to prove yourself is my point. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's the, absolutely, to go into the deep water. I had such a different experience at Surf Reality. Right. Yeah, I feel like, that, and I feel like it's that kind of But space. you were not, but you, right, most people too weren't on a path. I, I was trying to, you know, I, I didn't have it defined in any means, but I wanted to do stand up and, and be good at it. Yeah, I think I came more for fun. Right. But it helped me because I... Kind of dressed as Pocahontas and sang really? Whatever the Fuck. Mm. Well, no, let me... You know that, that song, song Whatever, Whatever the, the Fuck? fuck? Yeah. It's after Whatever the credits. The fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, <laughs> Tony Bennett's whatever. version of it is so pretty. Well, he it's does it with Lady Gaga, it. so that's yeah. cheating, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's in that Fox and the Hounds movie, which I've never seen. <laughs> Great one, though. I mean, it's a lesser classic. Right. Yeah. Whatever the Fox. Are they the ones that do the thing with the spaghetti? Uh, no, that's uh, Lady and the Tramp. Ah, that's, that's the cute. one. That's one's called uh, Fucking Dogs or right. whatever the right, right, right. The dogs that fuck. We go yeah. out to fuck. Yeah, they're a lot the same. You realize when He's you get older. He's a fuck. <laughs> He's a bastard. He's an idiot. He's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, a really dirty movie. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's so funny because we were kids and it seems so innocent. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's the thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's where Disney wins. Is they just. They just create the environment, and you feel like, oh, this is supposed to be like Foghorn Leghorn. I say, I say, I say, fuck you, kid. And I'm like, I didn't even pick it up. You know, I'm like, I know he has a tone, but you're an adult, and it's just so funny how racist those Foghorn and everything. Yeah, yeah, he's a real Foghorn. I didn't even get it. Surf reality, though. Yeah, right. That was the time. So is that kind of place that's got like lore in terms of? Yeah, you know, people look back on like the, I don't know. The only thing I can think about is like the LA punk scene. They talk about certain yeah. venues where I see that these people played there, these people played there, or in New York CBGBs. Yeah. I would put it yeah. on the same level. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I can't believe that I was the one who got to experience it, and it can't happen again. It's right, so it stupid. Can't. Like why can't it? But it can't. Yeah, it well, it can't. can't happen. The same thing, something an equivalent thing could happen. No, no, that's can't. what I mean. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I don't mean I don't equivalent. Know, I, mean I don't like know a, why. That I give. I totally get what you're yeah. saying. Charge three dollars six. Yeah minutes do whatever the fuck you want on stage i i don't know i agree with you and i don't know why i don't know why so you think but when it closed like i didn't happened? give a fuck to see another one and it wasn't because i was burnt out there's there's something very special about that space the location right. the, the the way it got god together. forbid i say the people yeah you're right yeah the 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 area cops didn't even get into that space right. so yeah so we can you know the whole place smelled like weed and, and whatever it was and we were loud and we mm. there was blood sometimes and I yeah. don't know people drank their own piss like you're not gonna just get away with that anymore right. you know? I feel like you can though I think it's a thing where when you get older 
You just don't know about cool shit anymore. Oh, that's all it fuck is. Fuck you! I didn't want don't to think, think about it that you way. You think that's it? It's. Tr- I, I have to. No, I have because to we know that. a lot of young people, and we're the coolest ones. Yeah, that's very <laughs> right? true. That's very true. It's well, it's amazing. Yeah. I get. I kind of look at me weird. The young people that I know. Uh, there was. I I was having a a party at my house, and then at one point I I just went. Wait a minute. I'm 40. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. The other 35, 40, 45 year olds are in that side where I should be. <laughs> and I'm doing these cinnamon whiskey shots. Oh, that's not good. With son. the 23 year old, 24, 25. I'm like, I was laughing my balls off and having fun the whole time, but that's just fine. So the point is, we still know cool people, I think. Yeah, right. I believe you do. <laughs> no, but you know, if, if you're, it's, it was just an open mic scene in a theater space. Yeah. We still know people who do open mics theater who do um, stand up at a you know at a new level who are just mm. new to the whole genre we it's not like they're somewhere over there mm. there's not we know the places that are as close to surf reality as possible creek in the cave is probably the closest yeah uh, i've still Maybe. never been there I hear, but i hear great things about it yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it's the closest because she can't rebecca can't take a chance that everyone's smoking in the theater she just right. can't because long island city is no longer just a bunch of trucks it's now high rises with beautiful okay. balconies and stuff yeah so maybe just the, it's not so much that things have changed as much but there's the nature of this, where you're able to have a space because of the way like san francisco or is the same way where it's just the city of San Francisco, also the city of New York, is just so expensive now. Yeah. That, that when it even, used to be Hayden, yeah. Ashbury, all that. Yeah, yeah. Those places are all high, high income, uh, like real estate developments and stuff. Where it's just, it's kind of they've kind of bred out any sort of the any of the dirt or anything. Anything That's interesting. The, thing. Yeah. the reason why Surf Reality closed is it they tripled his rent. Yeah. How are you going to compete with anything? You can't charge us three dollars anymore. You can't. And then you bring a whole different vibe to it. Right. So. This was this was really for people, and it was really done on this underground level. And I feel like they're squeezing all the artists out of New York mm-hmm. by raising the prices of absolutely everything. Everything, yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's not New York's fault. If I if I had a building, then my building is to make money. But yeah, it is. New York is. It's I mean, becoming it's a it's, selfish bitch. In New York's defense, it's fucking New York. There's LA right. and there's New York. But yes, it is. You're squeezing out the artists. And it's the artist's fault, I guess. No. No? Don't say things like that. It's not the, <laughs> you no shut your mouth. It's not the, it's not the building owner's fault. Yes, I, it I, is. I bought a building. Now, so, now my building makes money. What? No, no, you're supposed to leave spaces and, and no matter what, you're, you're supposed to put caps on, on something. So well, there's caps. Oh, believe me. The government's no, giving me caps fucking caps. No, but you know whose fault it is? It's the people who are getting selfish about that stuff. Who I don't are really actually, own a building for the record. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually going to squeeze out all the artists and then they're going to get their pristine little town mm-hmm. and then it's not going to be New York anymore. But don't you think it's sort of a cyclical thing though? It'll, it'll change? Cause yes, and that's why I don't right. believe in global warming. You are right. <laughs> this, the things happen. <laughs> like if you burn down a building filled with rats, they're going to go somewhere. And they're probably going to go, they may go to different places. They may like right. go to three different places instead of one, but they're going to go somewhere. Rats being artists, right. of course. Right. The, <laughs> uh, I know, I, I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go somewhere. It may just won't be, it won't be the same. I just like, I have a thing When you where, said that, I was thinking like, okay, where would yeah. I go? Like, you, you made it seem so real. I just have a thing against like nostalgia. I feel like, cause I, I think I was nostalgic for a long time about a lot of things in my life. And once I kind of thought about nostalgia in terms of sort of in some sense 
if, you, if there's too much nostalgia, it's almost it's an enemy because it's, it's anti-progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's right. anti-progressive, and it's the thing that, that it's living in the past. It's just, it's worshiping the past. Mm-hmm. When you worship the past, you can't be progressive because you're thinking too much about what happened before and trying to make it happen again when you can't make things right. happen again. There's a reason that didn't happen, even if it was yeah. just somebody raising the rent. But CBGBs, let's say, uh, then people are over punk. That's why it closed down. Like there, there's a reason. I, I, I will see a restaurant closed down. Uh, let's say Nice Guy Eddie's even. Uh, let's say or even. But mm-hmm. it, it, I did like meaning. I don't know how famous it is, but I liked it. If you're a New Yorker, it's a place that always had the Kiss mural, and and then it closes down, and people go, "Oh, I miss, I miss that place. I really miss it." It's like, yeah, but obviously we you didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> if you went, if these these landmarks are closing because you stopped going, yes, I would. Li- I would. Li- I would like to walk outside, and um, a childhood photo with a friend was floating in space. But there's not <laughs> enough of us to, to support that. No, but I no because for Nice Guy Eddie's, for example, it was always we we were like the only ones who went there, which is okay. kind of why we went there. What is it? It's like a little uh, little restaurant. It's a little pizza it's, place? it's a restaurant. Bar. It's a restaurant bar okay. that's you know what? It's hard in New York to find. Good food that serves drinks late, and this place did. Right, it's yeah, really that, that, that simple, and a pool table, so it gave it a laid back vibe, like heaven. <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah and the, and the food was really good, and so, but the waitresses were fucking cunts. Maybe they didn't, <laughs> but maybe they didn't make money. I believe me, I'm the first one to say that's not an excuse. Then leave, but then they weren't making money, or they'd be happier. Well, you have to be a total bitch. Or, or you're just an asshole owner who hires assholes, right? The best places I've ever worked at we had, had, had the best, right, and he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, uh, where I like my coworkers. Coincidentally, if I like more than half the coworkers, the owner's a good person too. Mm. Yeah, all that stuff, it all bleeds through everyone. Yeah, it yeah. Comes the thing where- oh, and it's who you hire, you know, like when you're at the MTA in New York or Subway. And you're like everybody's a how's everybody a shithead? I guarantee you, you meet Johnny. They're, and, they're all fucking dismissive shit cunts. You, yeah. you, you, you can't ask them where no, a fucking no train is going. There's no exaggeration. I hop. No. I am 40 years old. I hop a turnstile daily. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I give so a cool. shit. Well, I, what happens if you do that? You, like, oh, you, you, you. If you get caught. Uh, my, my hopping, let me be clear, is uh, me and my we, I buy a monthly pass, and then me and my wife, we, uh, we walk in as one. It's okay. a turnstile. Like, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so you're just too big off. to be jumping. I did it once. Hard. I banged my fucking knee. I still have a bump. That was six months ago. Uh, no, so I just try to walk in. If you do get caught, you get a $100 fine. Uh, okay. I've learned fairly recently, and now I just have to make that money back also. Right, yeah. or you, you kind of have made that money maybe over oh, the Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But now, but out of principle, I have to do it again. Cost of doing business. I go into <laughs> the subway, I sneak in, and then I get out because I'm right by my house anyway. It's just out of principle. <laughs> so you're saying all these people, MTA is, you think it's diseased. It's diseased with like... It really is, and them acting like they don't have money and they have millions and millions in surplus. Uh, it's it, But th- never mind that. Just the people are so... That the workers, such entitled, miserable. working in their booths. It's like ah, I don't want to say a uh, subway card. Use the machine. If I keep using the machine, you're fired. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? And obviously, there's a reason because I'm not enjoying this interaction. Because the miserable. machine's not working now. They're miserable. But why would you be? You yeah. get paid great. You get early retirement with pay. You get so many benefits. Like so, who's like who's hiring you? 
It's like when you walk in. Do we have? Do they have Dwayne Reed over here? Or is it just a New York thing? Even though it's have huge. Here, yeah. So you you, so you see these workers at places like that, and you know at a big pharmacy at a big pharmacy. You know one of those stores. There's such attitude. It's like how how did you get hired? Because how yeah. did it? How does it even start? Like uh, next, fuck you, eat a dick. They, they, these aren't these people didn't come with resumes yeah so some shit I don't know how it even started in the beginning but that's a shithead owner that went I like your attitude you never looked at me or talked you're hired you know yeah Keith is mad because he applied for one of these jobs I applied time. for one of these jobs really? in Delhi whatever the fuck and whatever the fuck else I didn't get any and I was like what? because because my resume threatens you that's why it was gonna be <laughs> Dwayne Reed Malley yeah I scared you by acting like I'll give a, will you give a fuck yeah I'll give a fuck actually I okay won't. goodbye we'll call you I mean I won't give a fuck and I come in on head you gotta come in with headphones on your ears and be like job <laughs> and if you catch them on the right day yeah then you're able to come in late every day I think I read that they give the jobs to the people who will need the job. And so, Keith... I needed it! But you're working to not have it. And they're... they're they can tell. There's a gleam in my eye. <laughs> they can tell I'm working. Because I'm saying words and not mumbling. You shouldn't have shaved that morning. I shaved. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. You got a stink. Was, was this <laughs> was MTA or was this Dwayne, Dwayne Reed? Uh, this, was, this was a grocery store. Okay. Yeah. yeah but I'm comparing them all. Yeah, it's all the same bullshit. Yeah, I keep thinking that, but I was thinking of that lately, how it would be nice to work in a place, like, I keep having this fantasy of working in a, a lively kitchen at a nice restaurant, <laughs> and having those interactions with people, because it's, like, fun, if you, everyone likes each other, it's fun, and you're all, like, young, so getting wrong. drunk, and going crazy, right. but, yeah, it's, to say that out loud is, people Don't are like, sneak what are you me fucking talking, are you kidding me? I, no! No! <laughs> there is no building that I pass, first of all, there's no neighborhood, it's most everywhere I'm at. But it's definitely if they have a help wanted sign up where I'm like, I think I could. I think I could be here. I think I can work here. Right. Uh, you don't have to answer an email at three in the morning. Uh, I don't think this would be so bad. Him and her look fun to work with. Mm -hmm. They seemed like they were smiling a little bit. He's constantly mentally giving his resume out just in case. I don't, or, or he wants to see what will happen. I'm here in LA. I think our, I think our audience would be up for that and then you just report back. Yeah, of course. That would be cool. Yeah. But yeah. We, we can't do both. That's what sort we learned. Like Dave Sedaris type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went, yeah, but all his stuff was after the fact too. It was, yeah. And he's <laughs> a unique person. Yeah. He was capable of, of a lot of stress. <laughs> Right, like, and uh, surprisingly, yeah. uh, has major depression. He does he really? No, he's know, so I just, healthy. I, I don't really know much about him personally, yeah, except yeah. from his books. Yeah, but I know his. I, I think his books are clear too. Yeah, he has are, major depression because he talks about his sister. One of his sisters, who he doesn't talk about much, not Amy, but the other one. Right. He's, he says stuff about her. I think that's her name. The other one. Right. The other one. Uh, that's how she gets depression. And David's <laughs> yeah. like, "You told me not to talk about you. I know, but it'd still be nice." I, I didn't use your name specifically, <laughs> but she's clearly has severe, some sort of severe bipolar disorder, or something where she's you. You said that documentary well, about even Amy's, Crumb, right? Even, yeah. uh, no, but sorry, one second. Even Amy's a mess. I think she's yeah. hilarious, but she's I off mean, a rocker. I think, but but Keith, if if you're kooky, he calls you a mess. No, there's a kooky and there's kookier. <laughs> well, there's that thing where it's like, uh, yeah, you're kooky. You're definitely off your rocker in a good way. Right, like, right. I, I like the way she's off, well, she never, hanging off okay, a rocker. That was, yeah. It was a specific you know, element of story that maybe I needed to. So she never stole money from me. I'm saying she seems <laughs> a little goofy. That's all. Yeah, she's definitely goofy. <laughs> well, that's the thing in that movie, uh, R. Crumb, the artist. Right. His his siblings, like he's nuts, right? He's super yes. uh, 
very like introverted manic also yeah everything he's he has a brother who would sit on a bed of nails that he made and beg for change on the streets in between doing these weird surrealist paintings and also passing a 36 foot length of shoelace through his intestines like swallowing it slowly passing it through his entire intestines so and it comes out his ass yeah and that, that's that's to be so in control of that deeply crazy like brilliant he's a brilliant guy just today just i was trying to take a shit far out i was trying to take a shit today nothing was happening how's, he, how's he able to do that i would well, want to see that thread yeah because you know when you it's when terrible. you poop and it's just one beautiful thing mm. that you just you're like mm. i have to look at this i think he probably eats almost nothing he's you know it's some weird so then all he shat was like chocolate covered string i don't think it's there's any chocolate because i think he's well, probably almost existing off of nothing like orange juice juice and it does and make nothing, sense yeah. to have you have to think in life you have to so balance he, everything yeah and to be able to do that i bet you give up on things but like that guy food. that weird brother of his and the other one who's obsessed with victorian literature and committed suicide he was our crumb is the normal one in the family right so i think like david sedaris is the normal he's the normal right, one right, right. he's the mo by far the most normal one in his entire family so yeah but it makes sense that he's like also got like some sort of weird terrible depression or something let's like say that. you have yeah. kids are you gonna have kids i don't know it's possible all right yeah 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 you have kids and you you go to let's say two three and they all have wait manic- two three two or three. Oh yeah two or three and they all yeah. have uh, sorry i'm from new york i keep moving <laughs> i don't got time for bing bong trains here participles. <laughs> Participle. <laughs> i looked i looked huh. um the uh what then do you have do you have a third one or a fourth one and being like you know what every kid i have is going to be manic depressive like me do you have know. another one that's are you are a, you nerd? Are you manic depressive? Um, no, I don't think I'm manic depressive. No. Okay. Or do you have depression? Um, I think so, but not not significantly so. Not okay. like overwhelming. Does it scare you at all to have a kid and you're going to transfer that or not? Totally. Yeah. It doesn't scare everybody about kids though. I don't depression, bro. Do you have kids? Uh, no, no. Okay. I think I think some people are totally not scared, but I don't know how. Oh, more people need to be scared. Yeah. 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 Oh, I I uh, I was going up steps today and I hurt my knee and I'm like, oh, I don't want to transfer this. <laughs> That transfer the knee injury yeah that's i think that's not hereditary if it, it's, it was one flight of steps <laughs> all right he's talking about how he's he must be a little slow to all bang right. his knee right i oh yeah i always heard him going up not going down if i hit a one. bed with my ankle three times in the same night yeah i, I got a question if i should pass that on to my kid <laughs> i know where the bed be is smarter Maybe they'll be like. Is that how it works? When you copy a tape to a tape to a tape to a tape, it keeps getting better. No, it's supposed to get better, but sometimes genetics just kind of blips, right? Isn't it supposed to take the good stuff so that we can continue and and grow? That's the idea. That's the idea. I'm gonna have a Superman. What do you call it? Um, natural selection. Yeah. But I guess natural selection is a little bit thrown off. I'm yeah, looking, looking around. around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that whole that movie Idiocracy. You seen that? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Don't, yeah. I think of that movie all the time Me too. when I've I watch seen it so many times. That's one of those movies where when people criticize it, I'm I'm not so much angry. I'm more sort of like confused. Like, wait, wait, wait. Right. Are you sure? Because that movie, I I have no faults with it whatsoever. Because if you didn't yeah. like it, then you should wait, think it's a you? documentary. And if you <laughs> just point at any screen, we're watching Jackass. He was watching Jackass. Right, right. Yeah. We're watching, I don't know. It, it, Housewives, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is, this is. McDonald's. The... You know, he, they just point at the picture. Yeah. Burger, fry. They put it into uh, the, the same idea into a hospital. But it's the same shit when yeah. you go to a real hospital. Even right. even I notice on social social media, if you have words to say, you better put them on a picture. Uh-huh. And and the picture yeah. gets moved around because it's like, ooh, what is this woman telling yeah. me? Right. The same thing the text was telling me. Right, right. Oh, sunset. <laughs> it's weird. I think it's a thing where it's uh, 
it's just the the evolution of things are if they're because people always gravitate toward e the ease of whatever's easiest that's just human nature to do well, what's easier yeah. that's why people get fat it's because it's easier to get fat than it is to isn't that a bummer why yeah. wouldn't it be easier to eat healthy and exercise you're too thin there's, yeah there's too many uh there's too much uh Food products available and gravity. Yeah, food product and gravity. Is so that just, why it's hot to be thin? No, I, don't get me wrong. I do. I like thinner, difficult? better. <laughs> but is it because it's difficult? If supposedly, and I don't believe this time was ever fucking true. Right. But if supposedly in the Rubenesque period, it really was attractive to be fat. Was it because yeah. you didn't have trans fats and nutter butter and all this? And it's so because that was hard to be fat. Yeah, you didn't have meat. You didn't have the. So food. maybe I'm on to some. It's well, whatever's harder is sexier. <laughs> well, it's a thing where it was. Uh, These I models can... are work for being so vapid. They know you got to work out. That's the right. one thing we all don't do, right? Work out because it's the hardest fucking thing. It's difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it could models be it. became models because they work out. Yeah, that's that's a great blanket. Well, statement. sure. Sometimes you have angels from heaven that right. uh, God deemed <laughs> doesn't have to work so hard, but they're always at the gym, just the same. Right. I guess that makes sense to some extent. Where it's just people weren't as think Rubenesque is still pretty not that fat actually. Yeah, you know? It's sort of like like a little fat. Right. And that's because. A curve. Yeah, a slight, a slightly more, fifteen degrees more curve. Yeah, I think I think I would fit in just having like a little junk in my trunk. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I think you're good. That's interesting because you you bring up all that stuff and it's like, um, uh, you you write all the time, right? Because you you do this thing where it's that you do an album every year. Right? I, I do an hour. Can you talk stand a little up. bit about that. I do an hour of stand up every year. I don't have the passion or the time for st- or the time. Uh, like you do, for example, for stand-up. But when I do it, I do love doing it. The bad thing is I do get a little postpartum depression because all this shit is in my brain and I want to tell it somewhere else on another stage. Right. But but then, you know, a month or so goes by and I'm okay. I, think, I, he, I think he would record an album every week if it wasn't for Keith and the Girl. Okay. I think he's got... He, ha- he constantly has something for every topic that would mm-hmm. fit in a stand-up routine, but he let it go onto the podcast because we right. do it five days a week. So it's hard to... I'm sure he can take whatever we talk about during that week and turn mm-hmm. it into at least five, 10 minutes, 15, right. you know? But it's it, it's as if he's giving it to the podcast instead of to stand-up. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, like whatever whatever thing you have in you that has to do stand-up, uh, I, I have it with my podcast and I, I feel like... It gets out, and that's what makes me okay. But yeah, I'm always taking notes and writing. And my new thing on the phone is to like take a note in the notes section, just take a picture of it, so so and other actual pictures that I take, and then right. I can print those all out as notes and ideas. My point being, on my phone, I have about a hundred pictures. <laughs> and uh, good luck when we get back. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh yeah, I have a lot of ideas. I always find that to be the I'm case always, when you travel. I'm, like you get so many more ideas. I can't help it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, instead of oh, like, oh, I will enjoy nuts. my honeymoon. I enjoyed it very, very much, <laughs> but but I do have to write down these these funny or interesting ideas. I have. Does to. your wife understand that? Yes. So how yeah, and you... it does. It's like I'm not doing it during sex, but right. yeah, um, yeah, she understands, and then she's probably like, "I wonder if you're going to tell the story, right?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> is that something you came to understanding with, or is it something that was sort of you met and it was kind of implied right away because of the nature of what you? She do? knew the show. And I know when me and Hendo were together, we've talked about how even if we're out, I'm going to have to make a note about something. Okay. So it wasn't a surprise. And, and I think it be, what, what it becomes is people sort of competing for Keith to walk away and write the note down. Really? You know, yeah. So it's, uh. you know, I could see it's almost like people start 
and, and not all the time. I mean, we're friends, you know, we're just friends, but when somebody says something funny, we all laugh and everything's fine. And then they realize, wait a minute, Keith probably wants to write this down. This is brilliant. And then, you know, you could see like, yeah. oh, oh, Keith. Like, oh, I'm yeah. good. I enjoyed the moment. That's good. Right. And then, and then people get so frustrated. They're like, Keith, that was, you right. saw the laugh I just got. Write and then, right. And then there, there's the people who say, please don't write down what I just <laughs> said. And so, yeah, don't worry. And then still offended. Like, really though? You don't want to? Like, I, I don't know how to win with you. I'm not, I used to be worse, let's say. Where, where, where I would, yeah, with my note taking, where I'd have like a little pad or paper and we would be, t- and I would only do it around friends to be clear, mm-hmm. but I would like write it down and people figured out what I was doing. <laughs> now I can, now my memories may be a little better where I can uh, pretend to go to the bathroom right. and take a note on my phone or, you know, talk to myself, leave a voice message. But collect it first. Yeah, but I would only do it around friends. Like I, I'm not such a weirdo. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that can be a little weird. As I always find that to be, I used to do a lot more. I used to be a pretty big note taker, but now it's like I feel like I'm splintered between different. Like I record a voice note, or I'll write a note in the note, one of the many many note sections right. I have in my iPhone, or I'll write it down on one of the one a notebook or on the computer. It's just all these different things right. to where I would love to have like a little robot that just like. Pulled every, yeah. all the disparate yeah. ends together and like, oh my God, I have, yeah. I, I have more hours of material that I didn't know existed because right. I forgot I wrote it down. Maybe I, I'll write like a, a, a little note or something like that and like to think, all right, if more stuff is going to come up with this, if I meant to remember it, I'll remember it. But then I get sometimes a phone caller, he, he shows me the thing and he goes, what does Cracker Jack mean? I wrote it yesterday. Oh, I haven't had Cracker Jacks in six months. Yeah. What does Cracker Jack mean? And, <laughs> and, but, so that's probably like a lazy way of doing it, right? That's yeah. probably like, uh, like Slash and he's drunk all the time. Like, if I was meant to remember the riff, I was meant to remember. Well, luckily somebody was recording Sweet Child of Mine when you weren't paying attention. <laughs> yes, I feel, that, I feel that way too sometimes. But it's hard. I can't tell if it's something where... Like you said, if I'm meant to remember it, I'm meant to remember it. Or, you're or being lazy. Being lazy, or if I really deserve to have a person who's fucking following me around and catching my brilliance because I'm just the best. You know? I, I remember a comic saying, I forget who it was, where it was like, oh, I thought of a funny joke, and then the pen and paper was across the room, and I realized it's, it's not that funny after all. <laughs> that's how you gauge. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a weird thing how that's the case, but also... I feel like maybe I'm, I think lately I've been, I need to get back into taking more notes because I'm selling myself short by not. Right. Because it ends up being more work later. Right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That must be a big thing for you because an album a year, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. An hour's a lot. I wish I took notes throughout. I usually wait closer to the end and I'm just one of those assholes that waits to the deadline. Right. But that's, that's normal. No, no, but he, he writes it two weeks before, memorizes it, and gets on stage for one recording. There's no second shot. I'm not, awesome. I'm nervous doing that. That's ridiculous. I'm nervous doing that, but yeah, it, it's, the, the, my favorite ones happen to be so close, and two weeks isn't an exaggeration. And I'll <laughs> practice at my house. Right. In uh, front of teddy bears. In front of teddy bears. And pillows. In front of pillows. But, <laughs> and uh, hugsy now. Yeah, but, uh, but otherwise I hardly ever do stand-up. Okay, so it's the thing, it's a real in-the-moment thing when you record it. I want, yes, and I want to, but, it, but I take the audience very seriously, and I take right. the time very seriously, and I'm very, I'm very proud of these. The last one got number one on iTunes. Hell yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I, I want 
I do want my audience to know. I mean, they're going to know if they ever mm-hmm. catch me. I, I'm not up there dicking around. It's it's right. I, when I see comics, they're you know thinking, Keith, you got to go out there, you got to practice and practice. I get it, but I see what these do, and I mean even professionals, where it's like this isn't your special. She's so just fucking around. You feel like you have to be on stage, but you're, you're just fucking around because you, you know, no industry's here mm-hmm. or there's only 10 people in the audience, you know, and, and that's a normal thing for even professionals. And it's like, you're not yeah. trying. I, I give a million percent. Even, even when I was at Surf Reality, like it's Madison Square Garden. I give it a, I take it totally serious. I don't care about the two literal bums sleeping in the audience. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I think you have to be that or the opposite. Otherwise, yeah. you have to be where this is, doesn't matter whatsoever. I'm. It's me and no one else. I'm having fun. I'm doing it out of the pureness of the, of the fun of the moment. Yeah. Or you have to be like, fucking work it so hard that you can either get to that point where you're, it's, you've worked on it so hard that it's not even work when you're work, when you're doing it. It's like a thing where it's yeah, yeah. Or well, which, it, yeah. which to be clear, yeah, I, I totally thing, respect. Yeah. But this is just this depends. Majority is in between, and That's what are you doing? The same thing, especially if you're sitting yeah. as an audience member. You being taken seriously as an audience member means mm-hmm. that the job on stage looks flawless, which means you right. just look like you're pulling this out of your ass, and that's part of how we're impressed. But sometimes. You are pulling it out of your ass. Yeah. Right. In my case, great. I do a lot of ass pulling. And that's a good thing where... Uh, I feel like you know where yeah. in the intestines to go. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's true. Or what, there's, there's a time or there's like, there's like a moment sometimes where you... The moment when you when you squeeze the ass and pull it. Right. Yeah, it just depends and on you're impressed. You're like, oh. I mean, you this. involve the taint. You get yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to... It's going to be a full... Can't just leave it. Can't just yeah. do one area. So yeah. look at this cleanse I just did. <laughs> what, well, how did that come about, though? How did you think to do this? Uh, it was like a promise made to fans, right? Is that how it came I, I, I was doing surf reality every weekend for a year, and then Hemda, Hemda said, "Do a do a show." And I'm like, "Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will." Like, and she goes, "No, okay, asshole. It, it's it's booked now. It's Thursday. Fucking do it." Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was on my birthday, and then I decided every year I'll do it on my birthday. It's like I put on my an autobiography up to the age of 30 and I can't, I was rating that and I know that sounds like balls being 30 but I was doing it when I was writing shit down when I was 20 and kind of went kind of like she was saying before you're going to be nervous yeah, doing things yeah the same thing to do it next month or next year right and right. so as an artist you're afraid to jump in so that's why i was like okay i you're, found a venue this is the date it could work you did Just, this yeah yeah and it's when awesome. it comes to my autobiography she said uh, pick a date end it because you're done yeah well actually i picked the date as like right. it's getting released before christmas so wrap wow. it up yeah. <laughs> that's so great though that's such a thing where I struggle with that like immensely where if you don't have a thing a finite yeah. piece of time where this is due then it's not going to happen. And then you get into the weird head too. Like, um, like let's say a, a big, not like it's a hang up necessarily, but a big part of my book is about my dad and he was a Catholic priest and being, being raised with that. Wow. And then, but still I would like, there, there's a time when I would look at the book and go, Oh, oh why would anybody give a shit? Everybody has problems yeah. at home. Who, who fuck? I didn't, I didn't learn how to fly. Like this is an autobiography. Like the, yeah. I, the charm of it to me was, hopefully interesting autobiography about a regular everyday person and then i'm like well if it's an everyday person who fucking cares <laughs> meanwhile like you catch me looking at it another week or two later and it's like ah oh, just between me and me this is pretty fucking good but that's that's 
That's the thing that sucks is what, what used to happen is managers and agents. Right. That's what they did. They that said, was their fucking job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now, <sighs> yes, you can do all this DIY stuff, but now, so now you can start a podcast on your own. You can right. DIY your book. It could be out there on Amazon, ebook, whatever you want, but you're left with an artist's brain needing to do some business behind it. And I didn't, I didn't do it because... I couldn't do that for my singing career because I would have to be like, okay, Hamda, here's your deadline. I'd be like, fuck you. We're having so much fun with my friends. Right, right. You know, but I could do it for Keith and I could do it for Keith and the girl, which is part of why I left the name off. You know, I don't want to talk about myself. Okay. I don't want to sell myself on something, but I could sell Keith and the girl because that's something else. That's so interesting. You put it that way. Uh, that's really like interesting because, yeah. yeah. You be your own assistant and you, you, you know, you just right. kind of make deadlines and then i promise you know i go hey keith we're gonna we're gonna do this marathon show it's gonna be you know 70 something hours and he's like i don't think so and i'm like yeah but we have to so that, <laughs> <laughs> that puts the deadline on me i have to book 70 something hours of guests rotating people to help us yeah. the food that it takes the bandwidth the speed yeah and so uh and and you have to book the guests in in line so that's right. not just a free for all of anybody it has to right. match but I promised Keith and the girl. If it was just for me, I'd be like, someday I'll do a marathon. You know, I needed that as an artist. Okay, so you sort of like separate it from yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's something you're doing. It's almost like an offering in some sense to get back to be being spiritual again. Yeah, but it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, because you have to treat it outside yourself. Otherwise, it becomes something where you can just overrun it constantly because it's not a. You don't. You're letting yourself down. And you're okay with letting yourself down. Like, okay, it's just me. I, I'm okay. Yeah, but your your art is your art, and so right. to have to sell it is such a disgusting dynamic. It's such a weird place to be put in. It and, is. And you're talking about yourself in terms of numbers, selling points. Um, it's ego. antithetical to art. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels that way. It, it doesn't have to be. Right. But yeah, it definitely, especially in the beginning, it felt uh, that way. If you want to, if you want to donate to Keith and Girl, this is how we, how we'd say it. If yeah. you want to donate to Keith and Girl, you don't have to, we all have our own problems. Uh, <laughs> then do that. You know, that helps us, but don't, don't worry. Sorry. <laughs> so you're saying that you've made a transition to where it's, you're talking about where you're being really, um, open and, and honest and genuine about it. They want to, they want to buy, let's say, a stand-up CD that I made, and right. now I know. Thank you, and here it is. Okay. They they want that. They wanted to in the beginning to you know when all we had was a donate button on our website. They wanted to give. We weren't letting them. Here's well, a donate site, you and thank oh, you. So you, you. So we would we would mumble them. through. Here's how you can help us. We're a free right. podcast. We'd mumble through it because we'd be like. Well, who are yeah. we to say now you pay for it when you're already listening to it and it's available for free? Right. And so we we couldn't we couldn't I don't know if it was, you know, bring ourselves to 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 say, "Hey, this is the business side, you know? Right. Uh, if if you do want to donate, here's the link and and if you're not audible about it, then no one can do the thing." Right. And and you're you're offering this and they're offering that, but with art there's no I gave you this. There is it's a more, feeling that you... It's less there. tangible. Yeah, right. yeah. I made you feel this way. What is that worth to you? I can't put a price on that because I'll feel like shit. But, right. you know, when, when there's so much DIY stuff, you find yourself putting prices on things because that's why we can't stand by our merch table and live shows. We just hand it to people. Yeah. yeah it I'd like to buy weird, a CD. We'll just take it. And, yeah. like, and, and they'll say, no, I want to buy. I'm like, uh, buy it for what? What was <laughs> yeah. I bitching about? The same things you, you bitch about because otherwise you wouldn't be able to relate. And you wow. already came all the way out here to see me. You just told right. me your story. You have my tattoo. You have whatever it yeah. is. 
you already made effort. You drove know. from New, you drove from San Francisco to New York, and uh, what another twenty dollars I need? Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, meanwhile, <laughs> yes, we do need. Unfortunately, right. I have to say things like that. Yes, we do need. We need your money in in whatever ways that we can make you happy. Can you pay us for that? Right. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe you decide a little bit. So the Keith and Girl show is free. We give you like the last 10 shows. And then uh, we have a VIP program where you get all the other 2,000 shows we ever did okay. and spin-off shows we did. Hemda does one called What's My Name, where she really delves into the person. Uh, I do one called My Name is Keith, where I get the person drunk and yell questions at him. <laughs> and then other people do uh, spin-off shows like that. And I'm so, the pothead and he's the drunk, so right. fill in the blank. Yeah, you right. have to have that. That's such a weird, that's so weird how that's like a classic combination. That really is. It didn't it is start so off str- that way, though. But it's like, it's a thing, it's inherent in your, like my yeah. girlfriend's the pothead I'm the drunk. That's so it's funny. definitely the case. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a drunk, but I definitely prefer drinking right. before smoking weed, and she's the opposite. But it's like but a my thing fiance where... is not, and, okay. and that's how I became a pothead, and that's how I became a pothead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never heard someone talk about that dynamic before, but that totally makes sense. And and I'll say yeah. pothead instead of hippie. <laughs> yeah, I'm involved. <laughs> That's, That's nice. Funny. At least you're not calling me dirty whore anymore. <laughs> um, can I just ask you again, just to backtrack a little bit about? So you're just talking about when you would the podcast was early on, you would be kind of mumbling these ideas about donating right. and giving money. So what was the thing that that changed it over to making it? So obviously, it's a you're immensely successful right. podcast. Like what, what changed or what changed with you or what, what changed so with the podcast? This is so corny, but you just do it. You just do it because you have to, because you just quit your job and because you notice the difference when you say it and because people write to you saying, hey, I want to help and you're mumbling through this thing and just so you know, it's not doing you any favors and you have to kind of grow up and go, well, this is what I need. The need, yeah. maybe is the need. The want yeah. from a need. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's a big thing. It's, it's, it's the whole idea of getting what you uh, want versus what you need. It was, a, a, it was a kind of need. Yeah, we're not asking to buy us mansions every other week. To a we quit our jobs and now we need. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the people of the community of your podcast came and supported yeah. because they oh. really are, was a community. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 keep us, they keep us going. There's no other way of putting it. Right. Yeah. But it's cool because it really is like a reflexive or I think reflexive, but uh, it's both Make ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Because that's like, I've done like a lot of different like media things like films and TV and stuff. But anytime someone talks to me about my podcast, if I meet them in person, instantly I'm like, I have, they have my attention a hundred times more than they would if I mentioned anything else. Right. Like, oh, I love doing that movie. Like, awesome, right. man. But, you know, that's just me in a movie. That's right. someone else's thing. It's someone else's, it's like 40 people's vision. And I'm just a little blip in there doing a little yeah. thing for a little second. You get angry. For being yeah. the desk clerk. Yeah. For being a desk clerk. Oh, you fucking love me in 22 Jump Street? Oh, great. Yeah. I was like, yeah, big. I mean, it's an awesome movie. But okay, still but just, not for uh, nothing. Bob's Burgers. That's, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that was a little more. That's a little bit more personal. I think <laughs> there the, we go. The voice yeah. work. I take the voice work a bit, not more seriously. It's just something where I think voice work is inherently more personal, just because it's uh, more improv kind of based and stuff. Right. You know, but, but I get yeah. you. Of course, there's uh, the podcasting is, is well, well, it's really you. That's the difference. You right. feel like they know you when we we saw um, some of our listeners at Podfest. And you sense a difference when you talk to them. It's like, oh, yeah, you know me. When I tell this joke, you're not questioning if I'm really a racist or really right, an asshole. Yeah. Or, like, I just yelled at you for no reason. You, you get that this is, like, this is our tone. Where there's, right. a, there's yeah. an edge or, I don't know. We, we, can, 
we can say the thing and you'll go, yeah, that's you, haha. And right. that's so wonderful. We, didn't, we never met this person before. How often do you meet people who, when they meet you, they're just like catatonic? They're just sort of like, uh, uh, that's happened. You know that's happened. People are very nice. They're nice, but sometimes certain people, they just they, they didn't prepare themselves for what they're about to see. That's why I should just... tell them. I should say, look, it's sweet, but you didn't prepare yourself. So here's what we're going to do. Go, go back and prepare for meeting me. You walk around the block. You already heard my voice, so it's not going to shock you when I thank you. And uh, come back and give it another go. Uh, yeah, it's it's flattering. You know, I'm sure I've met somebody and and was st- I know I was around it with girls when I was young. So. Yeah, here's what happens sometimes. So uh, you have someone walk up to you and they're like, "You're the girl," and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" You know, yeah, right. th- who I am. That means you're listening. This, the whole thing that you just said about podcasting, and then that's it. And I'm like, "Oh, so where are you?" And and, right. and then I find myself interviewing this person, right? <laughs> because I get it. I, I get that that's yeah. it. They just wanted to, you know, you want to, I saw Louis CK one time and I'm just like, don't talk to him because you're just not going to be able to do it. <laughs> just because you're, you're, you're going to interrupt, you're going to interrupt right. his day to just, and, and don't get me wrong, please come up to me. I can make conversation. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I was so nervous that I didn't want to have, I didn't want to have the stupid conversation with him. I wanted to wait until we were peers and awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's such yeah. a big thing too. There's like, there's a couple people there's, I don't, there's not a lot of living people who I really idolize, but there's a few of them right. are. It's one of those things where, like, well, number one, you don't want to have a thing where, oh, no, I don't like this person now. Like, oops, mm. I somehow yeah. had a rea- reaction where, because everybody, no matter who you are, is kind of a dick sometimes to some person, maybe without meaning to be, right. but you're like, you, yeah. you, oops, you were a dick. Yeah. Like, that's why I was giving people like, oh, he's, this, this actor's nice, this actor's not nice. Like, every fucking actor is nice, every actor is not nice. Like, like all the, it's all just stories, it's all dependent There's on the situation. There's a tipping point, though, let's There's be honest. There's a tipping yeah, some, some point. Some people are assholes. Some people are assholes. You've got Hollywood, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're probably right. I can't say anything about anyone. Well, I've also just been, I think I've been lucky just to kind of catch the good side of most people people who maybe have a bigger bad side just been lucky I but i think but that, you know it I mean? also sounds like you're it, you're part of a community you know and, and a lot of times the artists hire other artists so that but i, I guarantee have a nice experience yes yeah, i guarantee johnny's nice like i see what you're saying you're everybody's nice, nice and not nice you're nice yeah. you're a nice person i'm a nice person email me guys if uh johnny has not been nice to you but I guarantee Johnny's cool. a nice person. Honestly, I would love to find out if there's people I were not wasn't nice to. There's, right? there's very funny. few comedians. I mean, you know, Ted Alexandro. Right. I never heard anyone yeah. say anything bad about him. Wow. At all. Like and his peers, you know, people mm-hmm. who just started, people in who are who are bigger or whatever, have more credit. Nobody says anything bad about him. And I'm a really nice guy too. And if I wasn't nice to you, eat a dick. I heard, I heard some not nice things about you. <laughs> From you. <laughs> From our email account. <laughs> so do you, do you answer all the emails? You guys are pretty personal. We try. About... We we read all the emails. Okay. And we try to answer all you the emails. A, well, you must get a, a large volume of correspondence. Yeah, I, I think that I don't know anymore what a large volume is. I just, yeah. I know I'm on my computer all day. Okay. Which, and so I, I try not to continue that into the night and the weekend and, and my whole life. You have some, some uh, you use that same skill and management to demark some personal time. I'm trying, yeah. and so sometimes there is that time and sometimes not, but I, yeah, I'm trying a lot more, but I just, I feel like that's, it's not a big deal. It's, right. Everyone goes to work. 
all the time. Yeah. This, is, this is a fantastic job. And if I ever think otherwise, I have to remind myself how good I have it, right. that any job will be a job. So yeah, there are jobs, there are parts of this work that there's we do part, that's that's just very job, very right. J-O-B. Even a career, anti. there's a job aspect to your career. Mm. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. You have to answer emails to get the jobs that you yeah, get. Yeah, to so. do stuff that's sort of very jobby. Yeah. Yeah, hand job. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Blow job, hand job. Oh, I have to give him a, a hand job, and that's <laughs> something I know how to do. I practice the hand job, and I'll, I'll deliver it swift and clean and smartly, and, and it'll be done. And, and if anybody's hiring, <laughs> uh, here's my hand. It's a photograph of it. It's <laughs> lotioned daily. It's pre-lotioned. It's actually, well, actually, I've got a little callus on the pinky area. If you like a little bit of <laughs> roughness toward the base, you know, <laughs> or I can switch around. If you like roughness in the top, I can, you know, Ooh. I've got a callus on my uh, index finger on the right hand, so I can pretty much do whatever you want here. I can really, really shake it up. Gardener's hands. That gardener's <laughs> thumb from pinching up flower heads, you know, which, I, you know, this is, it's been stronger, but. Is that really what it's from? Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty strong thumb from yeah from doing that kind of thing where you, I mean, it used to be when I was I used to grow tomatoes. I don't grow tomatoes anymore because I'm right. kind of like done with tomatoes because everyone grows tomatoes. Oh um, really? Where can I go? Because I'll just well in California, it's, this is you know everything grows. Everybody grow. used to come to Johnny's house and yeah. eat all the tomatoes, and they don't come so much anymore. So fuck them. <laughs> Everybody comes or nobody comes for my <laughs> exactly. tomatoes. You tomatoes, my- I he called it for a while. Tomatoes. <laughs> but that you pick the suckers you have the suckers on the tomato plants you yeah you can like do this thing where you punch your thumbnail uh, you like were the king your, of that and those were the days yeah those the, <laughs> I was the king of that and those were the days that's my autobiography <laughs> I was the king of that and those were the days Johnny Pemberton's life in the Upper East Side tomato tomato <laughs> Upper West Side that wouldn't make any sense Upper West Side the I don't know anything about New York. I just like saying like New it's York, place. vague, New, vague New York words. <laughs> Central Park <laughs> pierogi. Uh, Central Park pierogi pizza. Uh, downtown, uptown, A train, West Side. Oh, Central Park, Forty Second Street. I know a guy. Well, he's got a guy. Oh, don't go that way. You gotta go this way. Where are we? Oh, I can tell you where we are. No, it's Express Train. Manhattan, Manhattan, Brooklyn to Queens, Staten. Uh, uh, Russians over there. Ah, uh, really? Okay, because he's Jews in this neighborhood. Crown Heights, what? I don't think about that. Don't knock on his door. He's got a door? No, it's a stoop, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, thank I you can, very much. City never sleeps. I can do that forever, for like five, <laughs> ten minutes. I, I, I would, if I had to move here, right. I would have you record an hour of that an hour and of, lull me to sleep every night. New York? <laughs> yes. We, we just would to hear like, that. I, oh, I'm better now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we would hear that and enjoy the weather. And right. Yes. We'd be home all around. Yeah. Wow. I just went back home. Thank well, you. I, I was in New York last time I was there. I was in like Manhattan, someplace in the central, like the village area, and I walked by some firehouses this summer. I heard these two firefighters talking, and I swear to God, that's what it sounded like I heard. Like, just fucking. Ding dong, boo boo, baby, dang, dang. Uh, chair. Oh, it's pretty good over there. Where? Oh, just, just that sound. It's that weird, like, like click, clack, <laughs> click, clack, poo, pee, poo. Uh, no, it's so sad when someone breaks down your whole thing right, into, right. like, people pop up. Right. Poo-poo Papa, Cadillac, Bluetooth. We got one computer. It's baby talk Downstairs. for monsters. Garden apartment. <laughs> Garden apartment. She's a good girl. <laughs> ah, she's a good girl. Where's your mom? <laughs> How's she doing? Ah, oh, good Greek food over there? Pretty good. Not so bad. 
Eyes open all night. <laughs> Come on over. I'll buzz you in. Holy Who's shit. there? Holy <laughs> shit. This is just for us, isn't it? Thank you so much. Holy fuck. <laughs> I feel like I'm late for something. <laughs> Where's my mentor card? <laughs> right, right. MTA, fuck them. <laughs> oh my God. Giuliani. <laughs> God. Giuliani's a thing. He's ruining the city. It's ruining oh the God. fucking city. They got Disney in 42nd Street. Ah! What's next? What's next? Uh, I'm going to hire a hooker for my kid's birthday party? <laughs> uh, f- <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? This is so sad because everyone tries to make us feel like New York is too much and too this and too that. Right. They just had to do that. Yeah. Now I get it. We sound like morons. You don't sound like that. <laughs> so well, not I, at all. Not even close. The, the thing I really, it really came from more than anything was when I was, the first time I went to New York was in high school, I was in college. I worked at college, did college radio, like it's an indie radio station. There's a thing called CMJ. The College Music Journal has an oh, yeah. event there once a year around Halloween. And I was riding on the subway with my friend Steven, who's, he's from New York. Or like kind of from Levittown, I think. But he's like, yeah, he's, that's New York, I guess. He's a he's a New York <laughs> Jewish guy, you know. He's right. like very much mm. the opposite of me, essentially. And uh, we were on so we were on. Um, this was, I guess, not long after September 11th, but maybe like a year after it. We we're on the subway. And there was some guy. He must have been like kind of simple, right? It must have been a little bit simple, but he was like the most like uh, John Travolta looking Fonzie dude you've ever seen. Really gangly, long black hair. Looked super fucking Italian, and he was listening to music on um, some little headphones, and he kept talking to these girls, trying to hit on them. They were in like some Halloween costumes. Oh. It was around Halloween. He's like, "How you girls doing? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what are you doing Halloween?" And he kept kept forgetting to hip. They kept not wanting to talk to him, so he kept me. Ah, oh, yeah. He kept putting his headphones back on, be like, "Ah, uh, yeah." Talking to his buddy, who I think was maybe mute or something. Like, "Hey, what's up? They do surfs up." Surf's up, Beach Boys. I'm listening to some Beach Boys, right? He just kept saying all this stuff. It seemed like a cartoon person, yeah. mm-hmm. but also in this thick New York accent, like, ah, the towers. Yeah, I have buddies. I have buddies who worked in the towers. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. But, you know, surf's up, buddy. Surf's up, Beach <laughs> Boys. Like, clearly this guy is maybe, I don't know if he was not retarded or something. He just was some, there was it's something the, missing. The word you're looking for is New Yorker. <laughs> I wish it was that. But he's definitely It was like, it was like such a cartoon and I remember seeing that yeah, I'll never forget it <coughs> It was just so So distinctive I think uh, <coughs> Girls have Somewhat of a similar If I could compare this You walk down the street And it's like Hey sweetheart Yeah Just saying hello What's the big deal <laughs> I don't know And I don't do it as well as you Because I do the girl version Right I'm just like, I do the ver- Because deep down I'm scared Even when I repeat it Yeah <laughs> How you doing I can't say how you doing uh, yeah, um, how you doing? Oh, can I get your phone number? See, this is what is happening. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my that's God. That's weird. Oh, my God. Uh, that's why there's a big movement of, like, stopping the catcalling. Because yeah. it's just, they, uh, I'm doing you a favor of you. I would love for people to just talk to me. They just come up and talk to me. What, are you a princess? No, but you just called me princess. And, right. And then when I didn't turn around, you were upset. And then when I acted like a princess, the whole thing went to shit. How many so, times a day are you catcalled, Hinda? Oh, you could just rely on every woman who goes outside is just going to, it's reliably every day, right? Every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Especially, I mean, it's here. It's so cool. It's a big thing here. That's what we're saying. 
What's that? Just cool it. When they're walking, they're walking. Yeah, they're walking, they're walking. Let them walk. <laughs> yeah, that's like a whole other thing, though. That's crazy, yeah. Because it's yeah. just... But then you learn, you know, then you start talking back. And then, you know, after I talk back, I leave the scene and I go, the fuck was I doing? I'm just like, the fuck do you think you're talking to me for? You want to talk to me? Right. Stop talking to me like that. Go talk to your mother like that. And I'm just like... And then I walk away and I'm just like... Those were three giant guys. And the yeah. kids in the what studio. Oh my god! 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 But I don't know what else to do. I either put my head right. down in shame and and hope for the best, or I'm just like, you know what? You should right. shut the fuck up, maybe. Or my friend does this thing. She goes, <laughs> so you ha- she gets um. What? Hey, pretty, pretty. Are you gonna rape me? And okay. that shut the fuck <laughs> okay. down. Oh, that's a no. You misheard me. That's I, great. I said, hey, pretty, pretty. Okay. That's so, yeah, that's okay, a great one, man. Um, so Are you going to rape me? <laughs> that's a great shutdown for that. Yeah, just take it as far as possible. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I don't have that problem. I don't really get, get catcalled. But I think the thing that's kind of come to the forefront more now with like like a new wave of feminism where people are really just being... Like this is kind of ridiculous. This is still going on. I think I think it's I feel like it's a product of um, like of people just being outmoded. Like certain people just aren't making their way through time. They're kind of stuck in this way. Like oh, I learned right. this from my dad, and this is yeah. who I am, and I work outside, and I just I'm just not keeping pace with how things are now. You just you know maybe it was yeah. uh, not appropriate, but sort of taken a different way, a different time, but it just. Well, don't you, do that there's, anymore. There's new information that says we don't enjoy that. Yeah. And I think um, I think it was around two years ago. I feel like my my humor changed a little bit more. And you know, you develop like the more the more you do it, of course, the the better you get. Hopefully, you know. But it was around two years ago where I'm like, I'm gonna say the things that maybe I was scared to say because right. you don't want to hear it coming out of a woman's mouth. Or I was a little more gentle around certain things or certain topics. Right. And I would, I would maybe not say pussy. I would say vagina. And because not everyone wants to hear that. And right. that's such a stupid example, but there's, there was a thing that's happening. Like, wait, I am equal. <laughs> I actually had to remember that right. because I was raised very middle Eastern and it's so, very different culture. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more you realize you're equal and as women, I think we forget it, you know, so the more you realize you're equal, the less you're willing to tolerate that kind of stuff because you're noticing it more because new information and you just, and I think that's how it all, cause all of a sudden everyone's talking about this. And I feel like, like you said, they're mm. in a time stop. And the more other people move forward, they seem so crazy right. that the movement has to happen because it comes out of your pores. Yeah, just a matter of time. It's like anything where anytime you hear about someone being super racist, it's usually, how old are they? They're probably over 65, at least. Or they're because, just sad, sad, so they're sad. They're super sad and super Ugh. scared, which is kind of the same thing, I feel like. You're, you have all this fear or you're just so old that your programming and your brain just hasn't, you're, you're an old model. Like but I said, yeah. It's such a decision does to make, make to be yeah. that kind of old. Does that make it okay? No, no. I don't, I don't think, think it does so. make it okay. But mm-hmm. it, it kind of it kind of helps explain it and maybe, like I, I said, I think about in the case of uh, old people being racist. There's a lot of old people who are racist. Like my, I don't have any grandparents left, but some one of my grandparents was, I think he was racist, but I also think kind of half he was just saying stuff on purpose because he's a he's a smart ass. Like I get right. some some stuff from him of being a total smart ass. Like I'm gonna say something scandalous because I'm old and nothing matters. Right. So, <laughs> That's so great. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say something about this black guy on the bag of chips because right. I because I can. But probably was a little bit racist. As a thing where yeah, it doesn't even make it okay. But to some extent, it's like a thing where 
you can't you can't blame an old computer for not accept for not being able to accept uh, really new. Uh, Maybe if like, someone's programming or their computer is really old, it just isn't going to work no, well. With, I refuse. So I do refuse. we give up? I get what I you're know, saying. I when you, you have, give up, you're yeah. not. How old are you? I'm thirty. You're thirty. Yeah. Hasn't your mind changed since you were twenty? It has changed. Well, I guess I'm not saying I'm not saying that um it, there's an, it's an excuse. I just mean that it's a thing where certain people are their ignorance is is deep enough to where it's hard. It's almost like, almost hardwired. Almost. So it's it's certain people. Certain old people are so difficult to get to come around because they're just so, so rooted in an older time that they're. Um, so we just got to let it go, right? I, I mean, I don't know if you. Have to, I don't know if you let it go. But you just can't fight everything, and you just kind of want to put it in the part of your brain that makes the most sense, so right, that you right. can move on. Well, I guess I. Is. I guess I don't mean let it go, but be like, oh. They're irrelevant. Like this person who's thinking this and saying these things. Right, but there's a lot of irrelevance. Yeah, there's a ton there's of a irrelevance. Lot of <laughs> so, like some, just, there's a lot of stuff that gets fought. That gets fought a lot, and I think uh, stuff, a lot of stuff like that. The best way to fight it is to um, to not pay it any pay any attention or any mind to let it wither to take away its its source of um, hold. It's hold, yeah. but it's it's tough. Also, that Henda, for example, can't marry wherever she wants in America. Because there's so many trees, we're waiting to right. wither and die. Yeah, and that's and that's a thing. It's 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 terrible, and it's a thing where it's great to. We should all be super proactive with that and try to make it change. But right. to some extent, only thing that can heal certain things is just time, and time always has been healing things. And it's, knowledge, yeah. I think. But at time the same time, you do yeah. have to. Yeah, time. But then at the same time, you do have to yeah. protest. You do have to. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of weird, right? Well, because I don't know. well, there's different ways of putting information in front of people. One of them is protest. Another right. one is possibly having. You know, a lot of people are having podcasts now that are funny, but they spew out information that that. Right. That gets in there and it's new information and you're talking to, you're constantly talking. So you constantly have to come up with right. new ideas. It's to be progressive. And, yeah. And yeah. so there's other ways, you know, you're, you're a teacher and you teach differently now. You, you, you stay current. Um, you, you don't act ignorant yourself. You be patient with people who are ignorant and give them the information yeah. the way they can receive it. There's a lot that you can do. And then you also have to let go of a lot so that you could still live your life. Yeah, everything, everything you said is basically um, everything I was trying to say, but <laughs> I've said it like about five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense about the yeah teaching and being uh, being uh, delicate, not delicate, but not with someone who's ignorant. Sometimes it's they need to you need to teach someone in a way like, look, you know, I know you think this is okay, but it's actually kind of not. And well, it's, that's, uh, aren't there? Yeah. I was thinking this: aren't there commercials? In life everywhere. Take, for example, I mean, never mind, you can almost take anybody now in the NFL, but Adrian Peterson beats the shit out of his kid. He was beat the same way. You know that's where that came from. Is So is that then his fault? He texted the baby's mother, so this gives a proof and says, yeah, I, I, I sent him home with open sores and this and that, but the, the four-year-old, the four-year-old deserved it. I do feel bad, though, because with the tree branch, I cut his genitals once. He, he doesn't feel what he did wrong, or he wouldn't text that to police. Yes, You're sending the baby to a woman yeah, that's, that that's, is, the baby's your kid, but you obviously didn't get along. So, and yes. still you're giving this out for her to get you in trouble, but you don't think you did something wrong. So, does he go right to jail? Should he? 
or is is it not his fault because he was uh, he's a late model? Well, jail jail is a weird thing because every time we send someone to jail, we just send them into a stupid system. Especially and so, in America. Yeah, Ooh. and so it's hard to say yes, we send him to jail so that he could be a better person, so our lives could be better. It just doesn't work. But but not for him to be better. I I, I understand the, the jail thing, but I need you to jail. I need you to go somewhere. I, you need him to learn a lesson. So sometimes you. The give, world is telling him he's wrong, and I promise not, you that though. he doesn't believe it. They're not, and that's how religion continues to exist. Is because there's some there's some things that happen to your brain over and over and over again that 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 override logic because that was the logic of your life. Creates a pathway, like a like a distinct pathway of. Yes, and yeah. so your norm becomes the norm of the world, right? So when you tell me that that's not how it works. I have to readjust so bad. And who the fuck are you to say that? There's all these other people in my norm that are saying I'm just fine. So religion continues and we continue to, to fight each other and all this kind of stuff. And I'm getting off on a tangent. No, but what, about, what about this? Yes, he is more ignorant than you. He absolutely doesn't know the information. We know that we know better. Even though he knows the same thing, he's yeah. thinking the same thing. We know that we know better. But there are people who know so much better than us, and they have to be patient with us. And they, and, and what are we going to do not being able to climb that high on the intellectual spectrum? This. Hold on. All right. So, I'm getting heated. <laughs> but So I feel so ignorant around, around other people. I feel so... Um, so unevolved around certain people and then I feel so much smarter and so <laughs> good about myself around those people. So who needs to be more patient? The smarter people. Who yeah. needs to be the better example? The smarter people. That's not always the people who are broadcast and, and you know, allowing, that's not always the people who are allowed a platform yeah. and, and, and the money behind them, which is what is driving the country. The people but, who have the, the megaphone. Yeah. There's that but, George Saunders article about called the brain dead megaphone where he basically just talks about like big media companies being this megaphone at a dinner party where they keep saying the one word over and over again that's super loud and because it's so loud that eventually everyone's conversation starts to talk about that thing yep. that they're talking about just yeah. because it's it's hard to not talk about it because it's so fucking but you know. it's, it's it's actually more of a system than we're willing to admit on a daily basis because then yeah. we're really aware of the wheel that we're in. So if you watch, let's say, John Stewart, who puts together uh, compilations of them saying the same sentence, and it's because they all got literally the, the press memo. release, yeah, yes. right. and so they're using those words, and and in order to get the press. To get to those people, you need money. And again, we're in a machine full of money where we're striving to get money only because it keeps us surviving. It lets us do the things that right. we do while people are trying to take the money away from us because they're just hoarding it. They're just collecting it while you're walking over people on the street. You have a billion dollars in your account. Right. What the fuck can you do with a billion dollars that you can't do with $10 million in your life in one life? Because no matter what, you're still going to die. Yeah. How do you just walk around? Uh, it takes a special type of, uh, I guess, evil. Yeah, evil ignorance and uh, and then yeah. ignorance. So how much do we? Well, can, yeah. can I go back one second? Yeah. <laughs> here's what I don't. Here's what bothers me about your analogy. Makes sense about okay. So you have an Adrian Peterson that isn't evolved. You have us. We're going to assume we're somewhere in the middle. Then you have uh, the smarter people, and we're not as evolved as them. I don't like the analogy because Adrian Peterson is evil and. Let's talk about Chemda being somewhere in the middle and she's not as evolved as smarter people than her. Chemda does nothing in her life that is evil. So to compare the two, you to the evolved person and, and you to Adrian Peterson is two totally different animals. And I, I don't even like you putting yourself in that 
that category. This is I know not letting coming. not letting gay people get married has to our intelligent intelligence i refuse to compare no, our different. intelligence to somebody smarter than that's us. different that's deliberately keeping people down and separated and and making them but you not think you. there's a reason no, and you think there's a reason to hit your kid no because that's what you're doing for to adrian pearson yes he should be punished he should be made aware he, he should be, be dead he shouldn't be dead no. but what's happening is you can't say that anymore his, you, can, his, you can say it his intention <laughs> I mean, one second me and johnny are talking you can say it thank you he should be dead <laughs> i don't his intention was to raise a person at, at least as good as him and pro and probably better, and he's he's working at that. I believe that even if he doesn't say it, because I believe that his his intention was discipline, and he's highly highly misguided because I lived a better life than him, and he didn't. So I was not whipped, and he was, and I don't know what I don't know what part of my childhood I would have repeated if I was beaten. I will say this, in, in Adrian right. Peterson's defense. Kenda is a horrible running back. And Adrian knows how to run away from things, and he is good. Right. I can't argue that. I kind of see what you're saying, though. It's a thing where it's the, yeah, he has a, everyone's life is unique, and so he obviously ha had these things happen to him that have warped his brain significantly to the point where he thinks that, that what he's normal. doing is okay and maybe normal. Yeah. You you, the, the way we teach people lessons throughout our lives is to punish them, but... Our punishments are so skewed and so ridiculous that we miss so many points. Confuse him. He's not like, oh, he didn't know it was wrong. There's, this is what I was saying. There's signs everywhere. Don't beat your kids. Right. And we see it. It's like, well, who the fuck is that for? It's for Adrian Peterson, and he's old enough to have seen all these signs. That's not fair because there's signs everywhere that say, believe in Jesus or you'll go to hell. There are signs everywhere saying all kinds of information, and that is... We live in a free world where you're allowed to have whatever signs you want, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I guess what we're fighting for is for our sign, hopefully, to be bigger if it means a bigger, a better, bigger picture. But he's a but dummy. Not I know. Well, he's well, a dummy. And I'm too bad for him, right? But I'm talking about literal. Right. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Too bad for all these people. I'm talking literal signs. Yes, there's literal right. signs. Li Read the Bible. But there's not a literal sign saying spare the rod, spoil the child. There's a literal sign saying do not hit your kids. But in his community, there is. Whether that's like an actual physical billboard that people can afford to, to pay for, which I believe a lot of people would, or it is, my grandmother said this, my auntie said that, mm -hmm. my cousin lived this way. So then you way. can't feel bad for these people. I mean, yeah. I think you can feel bad for anybody. It's just, you No, can't. I mean, you can feel bad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can, you can't let it go. You can't let it go because it's still a bad thing that happened, but you can't treat it like this whole person is just a piece of shit. Right. I feel like, I feel sort of similar where it's a thing, I, I don't know, I, I feel like since I've, started meditating <laughs> I, I sometimes think about I feel the same way when I go since I've been doing yoga but uh, yeah. I, I get it well know? like with, with criminals or any, any, any person who's doing something terrible you have to you think about it and there's something that's going on with that person that is very sad there's a lot of there's extreme I think of racism as the most classic example racism exists because of fear and fear alone like that's that's why people hate other people because they're different, and that's a and it's misinformation. Like a misinformation, I think. But that misinformation comes out of f people who are fear mongering. Mm. People who are like, uh, I mean, because obviously it's human nature to people. People are different and always will be different. So, like uh, less than a hundred years ago, you would probably see you would see 
I don't know. There's, there's some perfect statistic that says this, but the the modern age we live in, we interact with so, such a large variety of people and so many different people that not that not that long ago in recent history, to see more than more than sixty, seventy people in your life, like when you see someone who comes from far away, you are like, oh my fucking god, mm-hmm. I do not know this person. And I've never not known someone as long as I've been a kid. So there's an instant, it's like awe slash distrust because you don't know this person. So there's like this part of humans that is, that sort of, there's, a, there's a deep innately, uh, I hate to say the word distrust, but it's just sort of you regard someone with a different nature than you do your family because they're they're foreign to you. And that, come, and that transmutes to fear and then fear becomes something that turns to violence because you you don't want this oh, you're different I don't want you to take away what I have because because resources are so scarce and I'm scared of the difference that's going to come into my life and and change it for the worse I actually did I I don't know if I, I heard of or read uh, there was a study that babies do gravitate like because because a lot of times they, they gravitate towards the people who look like their family whatever right. that means and so yeah. Um, because it's familiar and because what they learned is this person who I guess just looks like this or acts like this is my caretaker is the person that I'm in a bubble with. Right. And so they will, they will take that information, but we've graduated beyond that. And, we have. Yeah, totally. And it's more for, I think, you know, uh, white men in power should fear black people. They are stronger. <laughs> they are. They, and, and I, again, I think it was Louis CK who said like, yeah, it's a great time for white people, but we're going to deserve it when, when the comeuppance come and 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 if everyone's given an equal chance, you're out. You're fucking out. The people in power, goodbye. But how long will that take? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in our lifetime. Who knows? Maybe we'll see like some sort of weird, crazy revolution or something. But you don't think everybody? Don't almost everybody. Almost everybody knows right from wrong. My dog hugs me. There's a look on her face. I'm like, what did you do? You just fucked up. Right. Uh, yeah. Speaking of football and dogs, you had you had Michael Vick going. I didn't I didn't know better. In my community, we we fought dogs and that was normal. Well, you know that's a lie. You, yeah. You, you would have sold tickets to the dog events mm-hmm. publicly if if uh, you didn't think it was wrong. I, I think you know when you when you're hitting the switch with your kid, you know you you know he's doing that in private. Yeah, but that's private matters. You know what I mean? Like how your mother, you know, pinched and twisted because you don't want people to see that you're fighting. I also think that's changing. People are arguing a little bit more freely and and expressing themselves. Like when people have babies now, women are like, yeah, that was horrifying. I couldn't believe I was going through it. Where before it was like, it was the most precious moment of my life. So being a little more realistic and honest about what's going on helps it. But I, yes, of course he knows a very specific right from wrong, you know, you're hurting someone. But he he got it done to him, and he's now... Well, it needs position. done to him again, because he forgets. <laughs> it needs done to him again. Maybe. I think, however many switches, you give him that fucking many. From somebody who's as big in, in ratio. <laughs> yes, right. Or there's like a special sort of time portal that where when he, he has to strike something, and what happens is it goes through a portal and he hits himself. Right. So he has to injure himself you have using, that many using more to go. magic. And, and they go, uh, you can leave as soon as you catch yourself in the nuts by accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then, after, that's not his punishment. After that's done, we decide on the punishment. Maybe nothing more happens. Maybe jail time happens. But we'll that happens minimum. Yeah, that happens yeah. minimum. If you just break down crying, 
Okay. The we'll weird talk. thing is, I know so little about that whole Adrian Peterson thing. I didn't right. realize. I just broke it down. Man, I had no idea that was the case. It's disgusting. It's fu- is beyond. But and and there were two kids beaten by the way. He's not the only NFL guy who's in trouble right now. There's there's, there's, there's domestic. Guy, the right? list goes. There's a dozen without there's two, exaggeration. There's crazy. two that are not being talked about right now. Okay. Right, <laughs> right. It's everybody. Okay, there's Adrian Peterson and there's the guy who hit his. Ray Rice girlfriend. is the one you're thinking. That's yeah. the elevator. Yeah. And then who else is uh, it? There's uh, guys from uh, Jaguar, San Francisco. From really? The two from the Vikings. Yeah. Is this a thing where it just happens to be happening now, or is the the one thing happening? I think Ray Rice. Like, oh, oh, us too. I think Ray Rice coming out led the other one, made the other ones come out. Okay. I, I think uh, our technology is helping. I think Ray Rice would have totally gotten away with it. If, if there wasn't yeah. a camera in the. Yeah, because she's not yeah. reporting it. He's not reporting it. Yeah. I, there's. A, she wanted it to go away. The wife. She really did. Yeah. She still does, right? Yes. Yeah, and I understand it. Yeah. Again, we don't know. Because now you get to, now you don't get those millions in, and right. the beater is in your house more often. Right, yeah, that's terrible. That's true too. I don't need Adrian Peterson alone with this kid more. Right. I need him on the field where I can keep an eye on him. Right. Well, that is one thing is to take away the kid for a second. You right. know, to be like, hey, this this could be your life. Do you want to yeah. be with this kid? Is he annoying you so much that we have to take him away from you? You mm-hmm. ever see a football play though where the guy? Just snaps his knee and it hangs there like a rag doll. Yeah. And you don't let Adrian Peterson get to fucking enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? You don't get to let him get out there and maybe get a concussion. Punishment should be you play football. <laughs> now hit him yeah. in the head like a freight he's, train. He's got to play for animal. two teams. Yeah, two teams. <laughs> no, he's got to play. Oh, my God. Anyone who beats or, or otherwise injures someone plays with mm. no helmet for at least one play. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Be, he'd, probably, he'd be dead pretty quickly, I guess. I, Boy, I get dark quick. I'm just like, everyone yeah. has to be himself. No helmet for you. See, you guys are on my side. I just know how to have to know how to word it. I don't know. It's a, it's super confusing. It's, it's a really old argument. We're basically talking about nature versus nurture, which has never been solved. And it's a thing because you can never know what percentage of something is nature and what percentage is nurture. And it's something where even the person who's involved in it doesn't really know because it's always going to be a little bit of a mixture of the two. And that's why there's therapy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we should all just fucking disengage, unplug, and uh, live in small communities where we uh, grow our own food and uh, have sex with multiple partners. No, I don't know. With that said, thanks for listening to this podcast. <laughs> we, we have uh, a community to build. I don't know what the solution is. I have to go uh, shovel my shit into a ground or something. I'd be kind of, actually, well, if you had a composting toilet, you wouldn't have to do that thing. I've thought about it. I, I think yeah. whenever I heard, and then it ends up being a fake, I mean, it can't be all roses, but it ends up being a fake story that the iPhone is made by these uh, children in China under horrible conditions. Uh, whatever that seemed true, I'm like, like it's kind of like when I pass, how wanted signs where I'm like, what if I did? Just Isn't the right thing to do? Be off the grid and yeah, it is, recycle kind of. your own shit. Like, isn't isn't that the best thing to do if have you, you really want to be a good person? It's hard. Yeah. Have you seen the documentary? It's such a, no, because we can't watch TV <laughs> at our commune. It's so specific. It's called Tiny Houses. Oh, I want to see that. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, it, it's, it's about you can watch like ten minutes of it and you get the whole thing. But I I watched it all the way through just because it was interesting. It's most people who are building their own place, and it, it's it's. It's actually tiny. It's smaller than a trailer, but they right. most of the time it takes ten thousand dollars, and they are learning how to build a home. These aren't construction people. It's it's not people who are architects or anything like that. It's just a person who wants peace and quiet. And so there was a writer who was like, "Well, I lived in Manhattan or whatever, you right. know, big." And she had to struggle, and all she was doing was struggling to pay the rent and just going in a cycle and not enjoying the big house, the big thing. And now she could be a writer instead of whatever 
thing that she was doing just to get by and trying to write and never being able to. She could be a writer because she has just so she has so little overhead. She has no need. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're even down to your electricity is costing right. you nothing. And a lot of times it's in hot climates. Climates, so you're usually just outside yeah. anyway. Yeah, I don't have one piece of IKEA furniture. That doesn't have something wrong with it. So I'm not going to build my own house. Well, maybe that's the problem is because you didn't build it. If you built it, it probably wouldn't have anything wrong with it. No, I, these are the ones I built. And okay. then you end up with oh, three like, screws at the end. an extra dowel. Yeah. <laughs> extra flummox. Right. A flummox? Yes. Is that a thing? Well, well, it's, she's, it's oh, okay. she's talking about building. I feel flummox because of that word you use. You use she's it talking a noun, about not a verb. If you're building a schlug. A schlug. A schlug. A schlug. <laughs> you speak the language. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you guys have, do you have any more <coughs> in stock? Look, you, you could do New York. You can do Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up in Minnesota, so there's all those like Swedes up there, yeah. just the, just coughing at you. Yeah, coughing. <laughs> None of them speak Swedish. I think they all just sit around drinking the weakest coffee in America and talking about how it's oh, it's, it's pretty cool, but it's not as cold as it was that time when it was colder. And meatballs. Right. Meatballs. Oh yeah, just <laughs> living a meat, living a meatball. Living a fucking meatball all day and just eat your way out until winter's done. Oh, is that a thing? Because sign me up. It's right. really nice eating inside of a meatball. I think you said about the tiny houses, there's also this author, Tom Hodgkinson. I, think, I feel like I talk about him too much, but he might be interested in him. He is this British author who has a uh, series of books, one called How to Be Idle and How to Be Free, but it's all about that whole thing of just living in a way where you're, uh, you do what you want and you there's not i mean you're you basically live that way right now with this podcast it's such a cool freeing thing like back to the what we started talking about in the beginning but i feel like as yeah. much as as much as i can i live that way yeah we just um lauren and i just moved into a place in astoria we insisted on some sort of outdoor space because right. and i and i walk to work every day and i try to put things away and i try to if if something goes wrong say well that went wrong just now and then it's it's not the end of the world yeah but it's frustrating you know you but there's a level of care that you also have to have to move your life forward and reach goals that are that feel really good and freeing right. to reach those so that i think the balance is the easiest you can be extreme you could be you know you could be in the middle of nowhere but are you is that your destiny or are you just needing a minute or is that really who you are right, I don't yeah. think that that's who I am is to be isolated totally exactly yeah, yeah I agree completely it's like people are meant to be living, living communities and stuff and cities and it's maybe, a thing that uh, or maybe some people you know go to the country where like the next person's a mile away right. I would some different freak people, out different, different things yeah. yeah I felt like I can be isolated it was about two days I ended up with yeah. 60,000 pages of notes <laughs> and then I knew obviously I was wrong <laughs> Leave a me manifesto so to speak right <laughs> <sighs> so much stuff. Yeah. Um, where where's the best place for people to get all your? I mean, is everything at keithandthegirl.com? Is it okay if we don't? I'd rather not mention it. <laughs> okay. Uh, go to keithandthegirl.com. You'll see everything we do right there, and yeah. of course, go to iTunes. Uh, subscribe. It's free. And if you like what you hear, uh, let us know. Listen to two or three shows. See if uh, see if you like, you like the groove. And uh, if you don't like it, you know, just go about your day. It's not a big deal. <laughs> What if you didn't? I can't go about my day. I, <laughs> well, then write us. It'll probably make you feel better. Call right. us assholes. Get it out. I do write. I do write those people back. Do I you, will get. You yeah. do? Oh, so I'll, do you guys encourage uh, hate mail? Or do I don't of, encourage it. I would honestly. Yeah. I would. I was always. I would always rather have something. I'm human. I would rather have right. something positive than negative. I would. I frown upon it. But when it right. does come, if it's genuine, 
It's not the worst thing because it is a little funny that seeing everything. Coincidentally, hate mail, everything is spelled wrong. <laughs> no surprise there No surprise, at all. right? So, so I'll get oh, an email man. that's literally five pages long and then I'll write back, how do you mean? <laughs> or I write back, <laughs> LOL. And that goes on for a little bit and that I enjoy uh, that. Everything I've been trying with tw- with Twitter trolls is where I um, I follow them back. I favorite their mean tweet, and right. then I try to DM them and say, "What's wrong? Right? What's going on? Uh, is there something you want to talk to me? T- we'll talk about it. We're talking about we're private right now. What's what's wrong? Because clearly there's there's a lot of hate going on here. To hate someone, you're calling me a, a pale idiot faggot, and I don't mind that, but um. Obviously, you do. <laughs> what's what's wrong? <laughs> and usually, it's people mellow out pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's it's so weird how as soon as you engage someone who says something fucking wickedly terrible, when you engage them personally and not in an angry way, they like immediately are like it brings the you, human back. Yeah, they either express tons of remorse or they just disappear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Or no, they say no, sorry, I, yeah. I yelled at you. <laughs> yeah, you know it's 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 kind of like uh, if I bump somebody in New York and you're bumping people all the time. It's a pinball game, and and somebody will go like, "Hey, what the fuck was that?" And then keep walking. They would think that's the end of it, right? And I follow them. <laughs> go, are you okay? I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Get away from me. I'm like, I just want. It really seems like this is going south. Uh, is everything okay? And you know, if I'm if I don't oh, if I'm not hilarious. there with my wife, I'll go a quarter of a mile easily. <laughs> and it's ninety percent of the time. It's like I I gotta take a shit. Right. <laughs> I, I haven't shit in four days. <laughs> I will do that thing you kind of do with Twitter. I'll do it in an email where they yeah. they hate me, and then I'll I'll write back like. What's okay, wrong, what's buddy? wrong? They'll answer. I'll write some back like, well, maybe you took that wrong. Then we're best friends. And then I write, fuck you. <laughs> and you I slow, enjoy. Slow it up the back way. Um, thanks so much for being on this podcast. Thank it was you. super fun. This is like the you. greatest. I wish we could, uh, you know, we'll have to, we'll consider it an adjournment. All right. As opposed to an ending. Yeah, yeah. All this right. isn't the end. Oh, great. Well, thanks so much for being here. Uh, do you want to like to make a collective sound together? Um, I love that. Okay, In ready? Five, four, oh. <laughs> oh, and you can, you know, you know, please do it. Please. Three, two. Ooh, I just saw, you can keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is some show you got. <laughs> okay, bye bye. Thanks so much.
Radio. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.